0: I could while away the hours, confer with the flowers consult the rhythm the rain and my head I'd be scratching while my thoughts are busy hatching if I only had a brain
1: un-
2: oh yeah, that reminds me of Sarah Palin <laughs> does it
1: <laughs> yeah it
2: reminds me of a
1: uh... yeah Sarah Palin. can't imagine why
2: if I only had a teleprompter. <laughs> <laughs> She's so
3: fucking dumb.
2: Mm, hello, Salt Lake and rest of the world. Hi, everybody. Yo, I'm Dan Ellis. I'm the one and only Ryan Duffy.
1: One and only. <laughs> yeah, there might be another. I'm sure there is, but there are no other Matt Mitchells. Oh, actually, we all have very common first and oh, last yeah. names.
3: Yeah, I'm well, I told you guys earlier that there's a professional hockey player by the same. name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And as, I,
4: as
2: me. Said there was a serial rapist. And my father
3: was also a very popular mailman out on his route and was in the newspaper a couple times. So there we go. Yeah. Now he's retired.
2: Must be nice. Calls
3: me with computer questions. (laughs) Yeah.
2: I get that from my grandfather. I had to I had to send him an email on step-by-step instructions on how to click, highlight, and move a photo. (laughs) That's oh my god,
3: my dad. Is doing some sort of genealogy something something, right? So he he's he's like, Oh, and I saw that they didn't even have Uncle So and so and cousins Roger and whatever, you know, if I can he's he's pretty excited about all this genealogical work he's doing and he's uploading photos of these people or he's trying to. So he you know, he has a printer fax scanner multifunction. Yeah. something Some some that he's scanned some photos in, and then he's trying to add them to whatever website he's using. And he came over on Sunday for the family party, and he's like, so I'm I'm clicking on it, and I drag it over to, but then I get an X, and it says no. How do I fix that? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what you're dragging from or mm-hmm. to. What or format what it's in. What su- what, yeah. So we, we had this whole, you know, little run around on Sunday where he's asking me about it. And... I have a fairly extensive DVD collection, right? So, he says, he asks me, "Have you got Forty Eight Hours?" The one with Nick Nolte and oh. Eddie Murphy, a movie from the eighties, classic. I love that movie. Anyway, I, I was like, "Oh no, I don't have that." One. That's one of the few that I don't have. And and he's like, "Oh, are you sure?" i like, "Yeah, I have a database of all of the movies yeah. that I have. <laughs> I know I don't have that one." And and he's like, oh, well, your grandmother and I just really want to watch that one. And, you know, we've been sitting around and Nick Nolte looks just like your Uncle Rick in that one. And (laughs) I was like, oh, yeah, damn, sorry, I don't have it. So that night they left. I got on Amazon. Yeah. And, well, first I contacted my grandmother. So I got on Amazon found that Amazon does have it in stock. Then the next day, Monday, I called or sent my grandmother a Facebook message and asked her if either my father or she has a Blu-ray player. I thought I'll get them a Blu-ray if they have that. If sure. not, I'll get a DVD. Of course, her response was no. Neither of us have a Blu-ray player because you know my dad still uses a fucking answering machine for Christ's sake. Yeah, <laughs> but it did. It's digital. It doesn't have a tape yeah. in it. So, <laughs> so, so I, you know, I I order a DVD and it's a twofer. It's the it's Forty Eight Hours oh, right. and another Forty Eight oh, Hours. Nick Nolte film? Yeah. Well, it's it's the sequel to Forty Eight Hours. Oh. And it and it it also is a pretty decent flick. It's. You know, it has Eddie Murphy and Nick Nolte in it also. So I ordered that through Amazon, and I've got Prime shipping. So it arrived today, and he called me this afternoon, and he's like, oh, I just wanted to let you know that UPS stopped by the house, and, you know, there's this movie in there. I just wanted <laughs> to call, and thank you very much for that. That was very nice of you for thinking of us and doing that. And I was like, "No, oh, that's awesome. You know, finally something that I know you wanted and will mm-hmm. like and that yeah. I can kind of surprise you with. and he's Yeah, like, that's cute. I went all over everywhere looking for that. I went to Target and I went to Walmart. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, he's like, but, you know, and I said, well, I contacted grandma and asked if you guys had a Blu-ray player. And, he, and of course she said no. And he's like, no, yeah, we're stuck in ancient times. We just have DVDs. And I said, <laughs> he said, you know, we're, we're, we're not into all the fancy tech stuff. And I said, well, if you were in all the fancy tech stuff, you could probably just stream it online from somewhere. And, and I, I wouldn't like, even yeah. want to mail it to you. Yeah. No, I don't, I'm not gonna watch it on my computer. Like, no, you watch it on your TV. <laughs> yeah, then I had to explain the whole, you know, Apple TV, Amazon Fire Stick, Chromecast, all of the different things Roku, that could use. the smart TV that yeah. he probably has hanging on his wall that, can, it's built in. Oh yeah, so yeah, then we went all that, and then he asked me about his printer again and <laughs> went through all of that. But nice. yeah, my dad, my dad is technologically challenged, but he's starting to learn some things. He's he's learned just enough that he's getting a little dangerous and starting to worry me like that right, you to... could build an atomic bomb on his computer <laughs> <laughs> nowhere near that no just like that he would go in and start deleting oh. you know different files my mom did that a while back like years and years and years and years and years ago when she first started getting into computers and she's like I don't know what's wrong with my computer. I went in and I was cleaning out a bunch of files because I was running out of disk space and I found all of these files under under a folder called Windows. And so I know that oh, I don't use any of that, so oh. I just deleted all of them. <laughs> now my computer won't run right. It doesn't even come on. <laughs> that
1: was bad, Mom. <laughs> yeah. I think I told you about my mom too, right? When... Uh, well, my mom and my dad, when we got them the Netflix account. I don't know if I talked about it on the show. Oh, I don't remember this. Oh, okay. So my parents, basically, they're retired and they just kind of hang out and watch movies. And my dad's really proud of his, I don't know, 28 DVD collection or whatever it is. He's got all <laughs> these movies and all that. Anyway, but he was complaining about Cable Bill and all that kind of stuff. So Danielle and I just decided to give them our additional screen Netflix account. Mm-hmm. with a uh, username, and password, whatever. And so they can, they can just log in at will and then do whatever. Right. And so my mom, I, I talked to my dad about how to get it all set up and everything like that. And then my mom was talking to Beth, who's been on the show. Yeah. And was explaining to her, trying to, trying to tell, try to try to inform Beth about this Netflix thing. Huh? and telling her all about it and Beth's like yeah I know I know, I know mom <laughs> it's so cool and and <laughs> I just click yeah. on it and I have the movie to watch and she's like hey, we get all these movies for free and Beth's like it's not free <laughs> free and, to you and maybe. my mom, and my mom's like, oh, we just use the free version. <laughs> and Beth's like, no, you don't. Matt and Danielle pay for that. Yeah, no, we just have the free kind of it. <laughs> All these movies, and Beth's like, Ugh. like, there's a free kind of. Never Holo. mind.
2: Congratulations. Brother. Yeah, Glad yep. you enjoy it. Yeah, enjoy. <laughs> you found the free Netflix account. <laughs>
3: yeah. Yeah. Well, that, yeah. Then my dad, you know, he's like well, even if I get one of those things, then I got to pay for it every month. And I'm like, well, you don't have to pay for the thing every month. You know, you may have to pay for some services. Mm -hmm. There are a bunch of things you can do for free. You know, there's tons of things that you can get for free with any of those deals. But, you know, if you wanted to do like Netflix, then that's a monthly fee or Amazon Prime is a yearly fee or whatever you wanted to do. But, you know, you can still get tons of content just for for free. For way cheaper than
2: any provider gives you right now.
3: Yeah. And and I tried to explain that you know just the one DVD that I bought and sent him would pay for a month of Netflix, and he yeah. could watch you know yep. hundreds of movies yeah. if he wanted to and was so inclined or had the time on his hands
2: or TV series or yeah, you can watch all the Cosmos over and over and over again. Yeah, mm-hmm. I
3: mm-hmm. hear they're pulling Scrubs from Netflix.
1: Really? Well, I'm glad I watched them all then.
3: Not that I not that I've watched Scrubs really. I, I've I seen always a few
1: liked, episodes. I like I like the, the like the show. Yeah, yeah. I
3: know. Uh, I know tens of people who are huge fans, and I liked the episodes I saw. I just never really got into it.
2: Mm-hmm. I always. I don't think anyone from that show went
1: anywhere after the show. Oh, Zach Braff uh, has done. So did Donald Faison. Yeah, Faison. Well, what's done. he? What's he been doing? Um he does comedy. He's been in a few movies. Well, yeah. I'm like like
2: not like people, some people leave a TV show and all of a sudden like boom they're straight into another TV show or they're doing big screen
1: stuff for all the time. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't say that they're unsuccessful though.
2: No, no, yeah. you just don't I see
4: them
1: yeah. as much. Well, Zach Braff does a lot of stuff behind the camera yeah. now. Mhm. He's a lot of producing I think he's yeah, he directs
3: and produces mm-hmm. and yeah. he, and he was in a couple movies and and directed and produced a couple movies. Yeah.
2: I think he's the most successful out of the group after the show. Could be, yeah. Yeah, probably. I think that was almost his show, too, though. Yeah, it was. Yeah, well, he was the main character. Mm-hmm. Well, main character, I, I almost wanted to say, like, co-writing
1: and idea man behind it Actually, a little bit. Yeah. A lot of those guys have, have done other... I mean, McGinley's done a lot of other stuff, too. And Who's he's, that? He's still working. Was he
2: the asshole doctor? Uh-huh.
1: Yeah. The atheist Well, doctor. he was in
2: a lot of stuff before that, even. Yeah, yeah
1: he was. Yeah, he was. Yeah. But... um if you can tell from our intro, we're going to cover the straw man fallacy today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you could totally 100% tell from If you couldn't tell from that, you're an atheist thing wrong. <laughs> and yeah. I dare say our transitions are still lacking? terrible.
3: <laughs> oh, I it's, think they're getting, well, they're much better than they were initially. But, I mean, we used to make a joke of the transitions, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like, like oh, there's a transition. Like oh, you weren't <laughs> supposed to say that. Like that. Like now it's well, now that it's wasted. It, it, it became a joke because it was our first official internet criticism that our transitions suck. Mm-hmm. That's kind of a like if that's that's kind of a weak criticism. Well, there's a whole list of things from someone who didn't have a show at all. <laughs> <laughs> who and is no so, longer a listener now after you he heard us say no, that. No, no, no. It's, he hasn't been a listener for months, I'm sure, because I've called him out on a number of occasions. <laughs>
2: that's, <laughs> that's
4: true.
2: Um, hey, if you think it's easy doing a weekly podcast, you come on and try too.
1: <laughs> yeah, so we, we encourage mean. all atheists to to start their own podcast for sure.
3: Yeah. There's, there's a lot of really good shows out there. Mm-hmm. And if they're if and, you and the, can do then, it better, I would love to listen to it. Not yeah. only
1: that, but the the more uh, verbal and out atheists get and become, the the more we fo- force religious people and conservatives to well, religious people, we'll leave it at that.
2: Go for to, to, to listen
1: to. Yeah, to we need to outnumber the Christian. We don't have podcast. to. We don't have to outnumber, and we just have to make them know that we're here. Oh yeah, they've, 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 we have to force them to recognize that we matter too. Well, I want them to know we we're here so we can start getting hate mail to read.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, and the
1: that atheists would be aren't yeah. some fringe
3: element group like, you know, yeah, I still hear from religious people fairly regularly that, you know, they they seem to have this flawed notion that there aren't very many atheists around or no, there's... that it's that it's a really really tiny group of people. Yeah.
1: No. Well, and that, that's irrelevant in American politics anyway. That's another flawed notion that majority rules. Yeah. And, and the fact is we have a constitution in place to protect the little guy mm-hmm. from the oppression of the majority. Correct. And so they forget about that too. Or even on the news when they're like, oh, it's, it's – Well, it's, you, guys, you guys are only 3% of the population. Yeah. So fucking what? what? We're, we're 3% of the population. I thought it's up close to like 10 now. no, maybe it is, but I'm just saying when they want to whatever they wanna throw, number
3: it doesn't they throw matter out. yeah yeah like, like oh, a half
2: it doesn't matter. I mean, they're still a small group, so why should we care about them? So I can walk all over them and treat them like shit pretty much
1: even if we were 49 and a half, <laughs> they would still be saying, well, we're the majority,
4: yeah
1: they would you know which is, which is why I bring that part of it up, but mm. should we get angry? I'm always
3: angry. No, no, no. <laughs> no. I'm, well, yeah, because you're an atheist.
1: <laughs> <laughs> There's a fallacy right there. <laughs> mm. No, that's just, that's just true. In fact, that would be that's a, straw a straw man. man. Oh. I mean, an angry atheist would be a straw man. Yeah. However, I would encourage everyone to listen to Greta Christina's dis- uh, talk about why we're angry. I if, don't
3: know that that would be a straw man, would it be? Well, let's start with a definition of what a straw man well, argument is. Well, let's start
1: is. with some newses first. Okay. Oh,
3: So we're going
2: to tease him with the straw man. Yes. They're going to come out with pitchforks and fire, and they're going to burn that straw man down. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it's called a straw man.
1: <laughs> uh, let's start with the culture war battle, or so it's called, between the Mormon church and this, what they call, a partial truth between the LGBT community. Is this about the recent conference they
2: had or the news they put out there there is yeah
1: their recent talkings yeah this this had me yelling at my car stereo if i hadn't been at
3: work i would have been yelling also
1: but all right
3: i was actually in the office
1: it starts with this convening a rare press conference on tuesday at church headquarters in salt lake city mormon leaders pledged to support anti-discrimination laws for gays lesbian bisexual and transgender people as long as the laws also protect the rights of religious groups I still don't know what that has to do with any of this. They still want the right to discriminate against them. That's the only thing I can tell. Yeah.
3: Well, yeah. Somebody somebody posted a meme out on Facebook that I that I posted on my wall that basically says, you know, here in Salem, Massachusetts, we we would like to respect uh, and, and honor the rights of of witches to live here, but at the same time, we also want to protect the rights of those who would like to burn those witches. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. And so. So the Mormon church has offered what they call support for this. And then they demand an exchange
3: mm-hmm. in
1: saying that they want gay right advocates and the government to back off. Uh, and this is a quote. They're just,
3: as, they're just as unconditionally loving as their Lord and Savior.
1: Yeah. And th- this is a quote from uh, Dallin Oaks, who's a member of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles, yeah. which is which is w- almost as high as you can get in the leadership. And he says, when religious people are publicly intimidated, retaliated against, forced from employment, or made to suffer personal loss because they have raised their voice in the public square, donated to a cause, or participated in an election, our democracy is the loser. And that's so fucking wrong. Yep. Well, this is a little bit convoluted, but he actually goes on to help us make the point because he starts to define some things he's talking about, which means absolutely nothing when he's what compared to what he actually brought up here, publicly intimidated, retaliated against forced from employment, so on and so forth. So he'll go on, he'll go on to elaborate on that. And I'll, I'll do that. Um, the Mormon church is one of several faiths to complain about religious freedom coming under attack in recent years, blah, 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 Catholics and Baptists, so on and so forth. Um, public pressure on the Mormon on. uh, So Dallin Oaks is talking or, He's talking more about people being forced out of positions because they're Mormon. And he cites uh, public pressure on a Mormon gymnast to step down as an Olympic liaison in 2011 because he had supported California's Proposition 8, which banned gay marriage. Okay, so first of all, these are bad policies, uh, uh, including bigotry and denying rights. That's the issue. He just happened to be Mormon.
3: Well, oh, yeah, and and his his statement and the, the you know the statement from him, what was it? It was Oaks Holland and uh, the, shit. What is her name? The 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 young woman's or the fucking what's the what's the women's group in the LDS
1: Church? Right? Young it's the young women. No, uh, the the leader in and she's in the seventy, right? Or no, uh, she can't be yeah. in the seventy. No,
3: she can't be in the seventy.
1: <clears throat> the fucking- Neil
3: Marriott. Yes. Yeah. Marriott. Um, You know, all of their statements betrayed the fact that they have a basic and fundamental misunderstanding of, of the first amendment. The first amendment guarantees you the right to say whatever the fuck you want. It doesn't guarantee you the right to not face repercussions
1: for saying stupid shit. Correct. (laughs) Right. And, and, and everyone, and everyone is allowed to believe any fucked up, stupid, dumbass thing they want. As long as it doesn't infringe upon the rights of others, yeah. right. that's fine too. But you don't get to extend your religious freedoms when it starts to take away the rights of other people or mm-hmm. becomes bigotry.
3: And Bill Maher did the same fucking thing, not on his most recent show, but I, I think it was two weeks ago. He mm. was talking about you know when when people when people lobby uh, supporters or or contributors of Rush Limbaugh. You know, when they lobby his sponsors to pull their sponsorship from his show, that hurts freedoms and everything. I'm like, no, that's an expression of freedom, motherfucker. Yeah. If you don't understand that you can't just say whatever the fuck you want and not have to face, you know, the repercussions of those who disagree with you, that, I mean, the the repercussions faced by those who disagree with you is the whole fucking basis for you being able to say that in the first fucking place. Yeah. Okay. You can say stupid shit, and then they have every right to say that you're a stupid asshole for doing that, and to tell the sponsors that they don't want to that they don't want to associate with the sponsors of the of the show where you're saying stupid shit. Right. That's what is guaranteed by the First Fucking Amendment.
1: Yeah, and I, I think I think Matt Dillahunty has a has a great example to clarify this. For I mean, without anything else, it's just my right to swing my fist ends at the tip of your nose. Yeah. Yep. You know, and that's what this is and what they're lobbying, what the Mormon church is lobbying for is continued privilege and continued bigotry. And, and what, and what they're doing is they're trying to use religious freedom as a way to continue being bigots, which religious Mm -hmm. freedom is you have it. You have the, yes, they have it. It's a multi-billion dollar corporation that gives absolutely nothing back to society and they want more. Yeah. And I've said it before. And they're not willing to relinqu- relinquish one ounce of it. Yeah. Sorry, Ryan. Go ahead. Let's say,
2: Have you seen anyone arrested for preaching or for practicing religion? Have you seen anyone have a right. SWAT team storm into their house and stop them from practicing or, religion? Or into
1: a Mormon chapel? Or,
2: or or kids having their Bibles ripped out of their hands and thrown into a fire? Or be denied
3: public office because they are yeah. religious?
2: Right. No. Right. That is what yeah, religious freedom grants you—the right to practice your religion. That's it nothing more you have every right to practice that religion yeah insofar as your freedom of no one else yeah
1: insofar as there's no harm done yeah of course but but once once harm is 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 can be demonstrated because of that your religious freedom stops right lgbt community has just as much right to fuck up their lives by getting married as anyone else (laughs) true
4: yeah
3: well, and it pisses me off when i when I hear stupid assholes like Rush Limbaugh you know talk about the sanctity of marriage and and you know yeah. gay marriage will ruin will ruin and redefine marriage and whatever. this is coming from a fucking guy who's been married what six six times now seven
2: I don't know. We stopped counting after he cheated
3: two. on how many of his different wives i mean yeah. how how this guy has any fucking credibility or why any fucking asshole listens to him. Is yeah. beyond me. Well, and then I mean, to have Bill Maher fucking defend him, and Bill Maher try to play this off as as him being you know as Bill Maher being rational and and talking down to the rest of us as if we don't know what what the First Fucking Amendment means, and to have him do it while exercising the definition of the Dunning Kruger effect fucking pisses me off.
1: Yeah, I mean, Rush Limbaugh and Newt Gingrich combined for more marriages than Joseph Smith had in his whole career. <laughs> or. So you even had the
2: Duck Joseph Dynasty Smith was thing.
1: concurrent, but still,
2: <laughs> when uh, they pulled Duck Dynasty off because whatever TLC or whatever channel it was, they're on. Yeah, uh, didn't like the comments that uh, I didn't either. The old guy on the show was making. So yeah, They said, "Hey, I we those. don't agree with those well, comments." Yeah, it, was, it
3: was the viewers
2: voicing to TLC. Yeah, so yeah. Like we, ass we're ass going heard. to
1: pull yeah. that because we don't agree with your comments. Right, and the same exact arguments came out.
2: And they said, "Well, you're
1: the, I have every right to say whatever yeah. I want. It's yep, my you religious do. freedom. You absolutely, and like, we have yeah, every do.
2: right not yep. to pay you. If it, you, you like didn't more. have that right, you would be in jail right
1: now. Yeah, and we have every right to not air your TV show anymore because we're in disagreement. Yeah, we have we have every right to." Stop paying you for your bigotry. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So same thing here.
3: Yeah, um, I, I like a lot of what Bill Maher does, but he's so fucking stupid. Yeah, about some I, you know,
1: I don't know. I, I he's
3: don't know. just. I, so I still fucking- don't
1: know how I feel about that guy. I, I I think I love the movie Religious. Yeah, he he he's he's all right as as like a comedy writer and some of that stuff. And you know, he's got some views that I agree with, but I I I just I don't think he's skeptical at all. Oh no,
3: no. Well, well he, no, I he would all, say but that but he is skeptical. The rest of us aren't. We'll just we'll just well, take okay. you, we'll just take science's word for things and you well, know, But you that's have a religious to, argument. Yeah, and well, and he he's arguing he's arguing he's arguing from a position of ignorance that we need to be more skeptical. Like, you can't, you can't know everything. You can't know anything. So you then you have to jump to these wild conclusions and, and make conjecture about things that could possibly happen one day, maybe.
1: Yeah. I, I don't like that kind of shit.
3: The whole, yeah. I mean, he's, he's anti vax. Well, he he backed off from that. Well, on, on that same show two fucking weeks ago, he was, he was talking about the flu shot again and said, Oh, it's only 43% effective. Really? And you're injecting these chemicals into people and children and it's yeah. and it's only 43% effective and I'm like
1: He's better than 0? Stupid. Yeah, Fuck. Chemicals that eradicate harmful diseases. Yeah, we yes, we're injecting those into and people. And they yes. don't
3: harm you in any way whatsoever they help protect you from this yeah right. this season it may have been less effective than in other seasons but it was still well, fucking yeah. effective how many well, lives did it save versus well i'm not even going to fucking do it cuz it wouldn't work 100% dude
1: if 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 i could trade having massive rashes and hives and bumps and shit from measles that take my life at 32 for you know you know, I don't know, 12 days of the sniffles when I'm six. Yes. I'm going to do that every Mm -hmm. time. Oh fuck. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I just, it's worthwhile. I sometime like I, that, that show in particular, I spent half of the show fucking screaming at the television and the other half laughing. And yeah, it was, it just, it gets frustrating sometimes watching somebody who can be so right. And so funny on some things and so fucking horribly wrong on other
2: things. And I don't get the flu shot anymore either.
3: Uh, well, and that that's that's fine and dandy. I get the flu shot. I don't. I don't know that I've ever had the flu. I get the flu shot every year. I don't just get it to keep myself from getting the flu. I get it to help other people not get the right. flu in case I do get
2: it. Yeah, that's where I'm lucky. If
1: I get sick, I just stay home, and there's no one else I have to. I mean, see. you could <laughs> st- you could still potentially transfer that, but.
3: Well, yeah. I mean, how long do you carry the flu virus before you? Right, even per, even before you display any symptoms.
1: Yeah, or it? yeah, or even after. Yeah. Yet we freaked the fuck out about Ebola.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So many well, things. The but sim- there was that one guy who contracted it within the United States, but he had di- or she had direct contact with the patient and broke protocol.
3: Benghazi.
1: Ah, Benghazi did it. <laughs> Thanks, Obama. I just think I th- I think those symptoms of Ebola are a little more frightening.
3: Well, yeah,
1: well, yeah but why. the the thing with Ebola is once the symptoms are showing, which you yeah, you're right, realize exactly. that's the only time you're actually infectious. Mm-hmm. No, I, I realize that, but I'm just saying like, you know, when you look at the flu and stuff, people don't tend to, be, because of vaccines, people now don't tend to think of that as a lethal in, infection, right? Uh, well, it is for the elderly Ebola, and the young. And you're seeing people bleed out of their eyes and their butt and their, you know, every orifice imaginable yeah. and they're sweating and passing out and they're not, you know, that's. Kind of terrifying.
4: Hmm.
1: I think I think, well, I think that's why, and and it's it's yeah. easy for media to hype that, you well, yeah. know. And so most people are just like, "Well, I heard it
4: on Fox well, If you're really
2: young or you're old and you get the flu and then you come down with pneumonia and all that kind of stuff, you basically if you're boiling your brain over, you're overheating your body.
3: Yeah. Well, and the and the people that are anti-vax here, I mean, you know, they're they're mainly you know young people to people in their thirties or forties who have. Grown up their entire lives with the benefit of having, not, yeah. you know, all of these horrendous diseases basically eradicated until they decided to start saying that vaccines were bad or somehow harmful and then not vaccinating their kids. And now we're seeing, you know, huge increases in all of these diseases that, that were basically fucking gone, yeah. that almost didn't fucking exist anymore, have now come roaring back into existence because of these fucking retards.
2: Well, I've heard a lot of yeah. people say, like, well, no, measles isn't around anymore, so why should I get my kid inoculated against it? Because it's the inoculation
1: that keeps it the fuck away. Yeah. 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 Well, let's wrap up this thing on the fucking Mormons. I'll, I'll spare you a page or so of reading, but... Um, the... Oh, God, I lost my place. Um, okay. The official position of the Mormon Church is that same-sex attraction is not a sin, but acting on it is. Um... Mormon leaders said Tuesday that they would not and could not alter their opposition to gay marriage, calling such unions, quote, contrary to the laws of God. I don't know how they know that. Uh, the, quote, this commandment and doctrine comes from sacred scripture. That's how they know that. It came and from a hat. We are not at liberty to change it.
2: This is uh, from
1: Sister <clears throat> Neil Marriott.
3: And yet they changed so many other parts of the Bible.
1: This is exactly the arguments they made before they allowed interracial marriages.
3: Well, and that's the other thing, too, is that, I mean, even during this press conference, they said the LDS Church is not making any doctrinal changes, no changes in policy, nothing. I mean, this changes absolutely fucking nothing about the LDS Church. Yep. And this is the same thing that they supported back in 2009, I yep. mean, it's been five yep. fucking years, and they haven't changed their stance about it yep. one fucking bit, and said so publicly even during this conference. And there are so many people who are like, "Oh, this is a revelation! It's so wonderful! They're so kind and forgiving and yeah. loving and willing to accept people well, it's, now." It's, they haven't changed a fucking thing. It's the people. same people. They just they phenomenon don't want we see eye. with
1: Pope Fluffy, and it's it's exactly the same thing as we see with that, and it's the same thing we see we saw with the Mormon Church that didn't change their policy on on the blacks having the priesthood until 13 years after MLK mm-hmm. it took them forever and it's and it's the same thing we see with this fucking Cocksucking Pope we have right now.
3: They yeah that they haven't nothing different. Like I said, they, they themselves said that they have not changed a fucking thing. Yep, it's the same thing that we've been hearing from them the whole time. The difference this time, and the reason they had a press conference, is because they wanted to make it all about. And when you when you look at the breakdown of the time they spent talking about the two different subjects, whether it was you know if if we contrast the the time spent talking about equal rights for LGBT people or religious freedoms. They spent the majority of the fucking time talking about religious freedom and their their self-perceived persecution. Yeah. And then and that's the only fucking reason they had this was to talk about religious freedoms, basically. Right. They haven't changed anything
1: else. It was all about their stance on religious freedoms. Right. And this and this supposed shift came when the Mormon Church came out, as we just read, and said, All right, here are our demands. Yeah. That was the shift.
3: (laughs) That's exactly it. Yeah, they haven't changed anything doctrinally or anything about what the church believes. They've just added something else yep. to say, we will do this if and when you say that you will also pass a law saying that we can continue doing everything we've been we, yep, doing yep. the whole fucking time anyway.
2: Yep. They basically, when I hear yeah. religious freedom, I hear uh, right to discriminate. Yeah.
1: Yeah, pretty yeah. much. I mean, that's, yeah. that's what it boils down to in most cases. In this case, for sure. Yeah. And then she goes on to say, but God is loving and merciful as as they've so clearly demonstrated. Uh, <laughs> Jesus ministered to marginalized outcasts. Wow, that's not condescending in yeah. any sense. Or
3: basically by inference saying that all LGBT people are are outcasts. Marginalized, marginalized, marginalized outcasts. outcasts. That's why I said. And why are they it's marginalized so outcasts? Is it because of fucking churches like yours who right. treat them as marginalized fucking outcasts?
1: Yeah, because, because the LGBT community isn't a multi-billion dollar corrupt organization. Yeah. Uh, by way of example, she said this while also obeying religious commandments. So, um, I don't know what that means, but, uh, it means don't what touch are, your,
3: it means don't touch your private parts with somebody else who has the same kind of private parts.
2: All that needs to happen is one of the quorum of the 12 apostles needs to have a wet dream with Jesus some night and he'll tell them being gay is okay. Let <laughs> them marry. <laughs> In yeah.
3: my dream, I got on my knees to praise Jesus, and Jesus gave me the biggest surprise of my life.
1: <laughs> I, I would imagine he, he wouldn't even have to make a fist; he could just use the hole in his hand. To... Oh. <laughs> I think. I think. God Dan was going.
2: <laughs> Jesus. Was well hung in more
1: ways than
3: one. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, nice.
1: That, that really
2: crossed a line.
1: <laughs> we need
2: You're those, welcome. We need, we, need, we need those sound effects you are talking about earlier to do a little... But, but, um, yeah, for, for all of our baby
1: boomer humor puns. <laughs> oh, You're welcome. Oh, man. So, did you want to do more newses? I've got some more newses. Uh let's let's go with this one. Okay. This should lighten the this mood. This one's my favorite. Yeah.
3: I don't know what you it is. read it already? <laughs> Michaela Salt. Wasn't there a movie about her starring uh
1: Angelina Jolie yeah. <laughs> called Salt? <laughs> Spelled differently. Oh, uh, well. uh an 11-year-old Canadian girl who refused chemotherapy treatments in favor of faith-based alternative after seeing a vision of Jesus is dead. Oh. I'm surprised. Yeah. Was he on the toast or the bagel? No, the vision of Jesus. Yeah. In the Uh, mold or in a tree. Yeah. Well, I mean, this. (laughs) On a dog's butt. Yeah, I know what you're saying. I I have a hard time. Because to me, this is all her parents' indoctrination that's causing her to make Uh these decisions. And she's fucking 11, dude. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. And now she's dead. Mm Mm-hmm. So,
3: yeah, she can't decide whether she's going to smoke, watch pornography, drive, join the military, have a drink of alcohol, uh, but she can make a decision about whether she, she, should, ha- whether she should have potentially life-saving yeah. medical procedures.
2: And in here in the U.S., unless you're a Christian science person that follows that no-medicine bullshit, your parent, the
1: parents would be going to court over… Uh, neglect. Neglect. Neglect, endangerment. Yeah. And rightfully so. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, and and not often enough, even in this country. Mm-mm. Uh, suffering from acute lymphoblastic leukemia. Acute. Uh, there was nothing acute about it. No. Yeah. No,
2: well, it was an ugly.
1: She had a seventy-five. It was a skanky. No, but here, listen to this though. <laughs> she had a seventy-five percent chance of survival with oh, yeah. chemo. That's very that's, good. <laughs> that's not a hundred percent. So fuck it. Yeah. Well, it was zero percent with God. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Under the the guidance of her parents, petitioned her doctors to stop chemo treatments after her, quote, vision of Jesus. Uh, The treating hospital referred Salt's case to the authorities, who ultimately decided that Salt would be allowed to abandon modern medicine for ineffective alternative treatments, effectively sentencing the child to death. And I think that those officials, this is me talking, those officials should be held accountable for that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is an 11-year-old girl. I don't care what she tells me she sees. Her and the parents should be held accountable for. Well, the parents should. She can't be held accountable. The parents should be in prison forever for the rest of their lives.
3: Yeah, Yeah. and this—I mean, this raises a couple other ethical questions, not the least of which is how do we how do we decide when a person is old enough to, to make these types of decisions for themselves, and then how do we how do we determine if it's okay to to have somebody say that they just want their life to end. I mean that's basically what she said. Yeah. You know, she well, well, if, she but if, she didn't actually say that. I no. mean she
1: she thought that she would live through the yes. power of Christ. Yes. Yeah, that's and that's totally different. The power different. of Christ
3: compelled her. Now, if, in the wrong if, direction.
1: If she had said something like I'm in incredible pain, you know, this isn't worth continuing, you know, I don't like my chance, whatever and uh, but then that becomes a whole nother, I mean, she's still 11, but I mean, yeah. the, but then it becomes a whole nother thing to talk right, about because but,
3: her argument wasn't, wasn't that she wanted to die. It was that she wanted to live, but
1: through all means, the wrong fucking means yeah, which, of achieving that
3: goal. Well, as, as far as I
1: can tell are the, uh, is the fault of her parents mm-hmm. and her parents should have, even if her daughter thought that they should have, look, if this was my kid, I would step in and say, Brandon, look at dude, you need to do this. You know, I want you around. Right. Well, was this solely her choice, or were her parents well?
2: Vocal I'm in, the parents
3: in, were
1: pushing it a little bit, at least.
3: Yeah. I mean, what what were her parents' views in all of this?
1: Uh because well, we have salt so, under the guidance of her parents, petitioned her doctors yeah. to stop chemotherapy treatment after yeah, her was, vision of Jesus. It was her parents.
3: Mommy and daddy and Jesus. I'll say that Jesus is going to save me. What, so what, I'm putting but, my hands what else, in
1: Jesus. What else do you expect an 11 year old to do? They're, they're him take the wheel. Children are pretty obedient at that age. Yeah. You know, so she's she is doing exactly what a good child should do, oh. and she's putting all of her trust—I mean, all of it—yeah, her life's trust in her parents, and they failed her big time, yeah, in the biggest possible way.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Now, I do know that with like the whole death with dignity thing, you know, you got the criteria for that where you're basically terminally ill, there is no coming back. It's like you are going to die from this. This is going to kill you. Just do you want to be medicated and have that? Just slowly kill you, or do you want to just let it take you now? Mm-hmm. I know over in Europe, uh, I can't remember which country it was over there that passed the law where if you where you could actually do it if you're under the age of eighteen, because most places like here in the U.S. I know Washington State right. does it, and I think Oregon or Oregon does it. I know yeah. Oregon does. Oregon, Oregon does does it. Has, and, a, has a compassionate. I character. think they're the only two places in the U.S. that I know of. I'm probably wrong on that. That are that you can actually do the. Uh, I don't know if you're uh, wrong on that or not. but Yeah, I don't know either. I, I know Oregon
3: has, a, has yeah. a law for it.
2: Well, because I know that's where that, uh, the the last woman that was all over the news for doing it who was like 23 years old, had that horrible mm-hmm. illness. Yeah. She had, she had a brain the,
1: tumor. Yeah, she yeah. moved from
2: California to Oregon in order so she could make that choice yeah, herself. Yeah,
1: but that's completely different it than is an completely 11-year-old different. who's yes. taking the advice of her parents. Yeah. The 11-year-old's sh- parents should be going to jail. I, I agree. And listen to this. After Michaela's tragic, and they add needless death, I agree— on Monday from a stroke, Salt's parents released the following statement. After a valiant fight, almost a year from diagnosis, one year she had 75% chance of living. Our daughter Michaela Salt suffered a stroke on Sunday morning that she just couldn't recover from.
3: Well, they say after nearly a year as if as if you know they expected her to die a week after being diagnosed, like, like God, God kept her so alive yeah, for almost yeah. a full year. Well, then they before co- he decided to call her home.
1: They continued to say, "Surrounded by the love and support of her family, her community, and her nation, on Monday." Well, this, by this, by the wording of this report, I don't think she had the support of her nation. But no, on Monday, January, la- Michaela completed her course. She is now safely in the arms of Jesus.
3: What harm is there in having religious beliefs? Yep.
1: What's the hmm. harm? Why don't you just let everyone believe what they want? What's the problem? What's the harm? That because eleven-year-olds are dying and getting raped. Or you got whole families poisoning themselves.
2: That, um, was, the,
1: that was the other
3: bit of news. I, yeah, yeah, that
2: happened just this past week when the medical examiner's thing came out. The whole family uh, was were, uh, were, were, here in Utah. I'm trying to remember what town it was in. Springville, like Springville I That's believe, what I thought. Yeah. Uh, they poisoned themselves, poisoned the kids, because they thought there was an apocalypse coming. And, and, they I they, and they didn't want to be here for it. I
3: can be wrong. Isn't Springville, Utah County? Uh, it I think so, yeah. In the shadow of BYU. Oh
2: mm,
1: Yeah. <laughs> It's 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 actually yeah it, it would be it's I would, just outside I would say of Momo Central one of the more yeah probably the higher concentrations.
3: I'm curious to know does it state which? Uh, I, I know that the parents were religious. That's what led to the whole yeah. to the whole deal. is it, it say what it, it religion, say they, religion they were? No, hmm. they probably
2: saw a man on a white horse though. I bet. <laughs> like oh, it's coming. Mitt Romney's running again. <laughs> <laughs> It was actually Putin they saw. <laughs> Without that shirt on, you could think it was a devil.
1: <sighs> um, I'll just wrap up this article. I have then so many quick.
3: things about that circling in my brain, I can't <laughs> get them all out.
1: Um, this says that uh, oncology sources contacted Monday night by the National Post said that Michaela's specific cancer is not consistent with a fatal stroke unless the cancer had spread to her brain. In fact... Although Michaela's family claims her death was due to the chemotherapy last that she wasn't ah! receiving? I know. Last September, uh, McMaster oncologist testified that Michaela had suffered a relapse. The doctor also testified that there are no known cases of survival of all without a full course of chemotherapy treatment. So. Not like, only does the family say she doesn't need it, but they blame it for, yeah, so for the, her death so after the, they pull her off of the only known co- the only known way to to, to, to mitigate yeah, it to and possibly cure it. it. Um, after abandoning modern medicine, uh, Michaela's only hope for life, Michaela was taken to Hippocrates Health Institute in Florida, a licensed massage establishment. Currently being sued by former staff who allege the company's president Brian Clement is operating a scam under Florida law and practicing medicine without a license. Michaela's case was complicated by i po- I'm shocked it's Florida. <laughs> Michaela's case was complicated by politics due to her family's indigenous First Nations status. Previously in an interview with CBC, her mother said, As a member of the Six Nations Confederacy, I will not have my decisions of health care for my child debated and judged in the Canadian judicial system. Yes, the Canadian judicial system does not have the authority to, to determine our law or practices, or which predates the existence of Canada, valid or otherwise. Ultimately, the Canadian courts abandoned Michaela to the ignorance and religious superstition of her parents with tragic consequence. And again, another case where religion takes precedence over law and loses.
3: Well, and, and harms a fucking 11-year-old girl in the process. Uh,
1: killed her. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't just, yeah. Ultimate it, it harm. It killed her. Yeah, and the thing that drives me the—I mean, this whole story bothers me a lot. But the thing that drives me the most crazy about this is how fucking juvenile and defiant her parents are in the face of losing their eleven-year-old child. Yeah, they still stand there and blame everybody else and claim that you know they're look. You, the evidence is right in front of you, and you're and you're talking about how it's it was the chemo that did it and it was the judicial system we're not going to be held a-
3: well the only alternative is to is to admit fault and say yeah we were fucking stupid yeah we were fucking stupid and because we're stupid and superstitious our kid is dead yep but that's exactly what happened but if they were good fucking people they would do that they wouldn't say, have Please. this
1: wouldn't have been a problem in the first place yeah. if
3: they were good people yeah well and they would say well i mean even after the fact yep if they yeah, 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 if yeah. they were good people they would say they they would come forward and say we were fucking stupid. Please, 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 please don't anybody else follow in our footsteps. Please, please, please don't anybody else allow this kind of superstitious bullshit to cloud your thinking in trying to save your child.
1: Yeah. But they still hold on to that superstitious bullshit. Yeah. Well, and I I think that's what bothers me is that there doesn't seem to be any there doesn't seem to be any sort of they're not acknowledging the death or the There's loss no contrition anything, at all. Right? There's there's no, yeah. Well, and the thing that's weird, too, is they're, they're appealing to the fact that they were there before the Canadian government. Fine. Fair enough. Yes. Okay. Nobody is disputing that. But then earlier you said he's in the arms of Jesus. Where did you get Jesus from? <laughs> yeah. Right? So fuck you. Go to well, chemo.
2: Jesus was there first. Fuck you. Go them. to chemo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's what I wish the doctor would have Is that said. shirt?
1: Yeah, the doctor Fuck should god. have said that. Fuck, Fuck you, god. Go to You're chemo. You're going to chemo. Get in that chair now. We're sticking a fucking needle in your arm and we're giving you a fucking chemo. Yeah. That's you exactly want to live or you, you want to die? Happen. And that's what and that's what the parents should have said. Fuck you. Go to chemo.
4: <laughs> I, <laughs> I
1: would have told the little and girl. That, and that's not the shaman in in the hut next door. Yeah, I I would have told a little girl like, "Do
2: you want to get out of school today? Get chemo." (laughs) Guess what? You get some of that chemo. You're out of school for the whole week.
1: That would be a weird shirt. No homework. Got chemo. Fuck, you get chemo. (laughs) What? Do I do I need chemo?
2: (laughs) (sighs) You got anything, right, guy? Uh no, I think we the only things I was really gonna talk about was that and then uh, the thing in Springville.
3: Can we talk about Sarah Palin again for just a oh, Yeah,
1: bring that up. Let's
3: <laughs> because you know, there there were all of the all of the people's talking about how fucking stupid Sarah Palin is after the little conservative gathering that they had hosted
2: by Representative Steve it King. It, I think that was their freedom rally, like their religious freedom type rallies. Uh well it was it was a conservative Usually if it's conservative it's got the word freedom in it some fucking place.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Um I'm trying to think. Uh you can you can talk to Phil some air while I'm looking this up. It was it was a conservative thing held recently in Iowa by Steve King, who if you don't know is not the sharpest fucking knife on the
2: drawer. Um Yeah, he was that nut job that was trying to pass some really. I I remember talking about him on one of the podcasts, him trying to pass some fucked up, weird, archaic, religious bullshit
3: laws. (laughs) Well, yeah. So it was, let's see, GOP 2016 hopefuls gather in Iowa for Steve King's. And I'm trying to pull up the goddamn article. Did you
2: happen to see what uh, one of the Democratic uh, or Democrat things put up after her speech? Huh. Thank you. (laughs)
3: <laughs> Thank you, Sarah Palin, for going on camera and displaying just how fucking, fucking woefully stupid you are. Oh.
2: <laughs> I didn't know the teleprompter even broke. I mean, I thought that was just her what well, she wrote down. And she's oh, yeah. reading it verbatim.
3: So, so typical of of the conservative uh, conservative named things. This was called the uh, the the Iowa Freedom Summit. Uh, The event, organized by Iowa Congressman Steve King and conservative advocacy group Citizens United, boo, was the highest profile gathering yet of likely 2016 candidates for president, and its organizers billed it as an unofficial kickoff to the Republican primaries. Speakers included Chris Christie, meh, Scott Walker, boo, (laughs) Ted Cruz, big fucking boo, Rick Santorum, frothy mixture, (laughs) Rick Perry, (laughs) how you doing, I'm dumbass, Mike Huckabee, I'm a religious dumbass, (laughs) Ben Carson, Carly Fiorina, and Sarah Palin, yay, among others. Let the pandering begin, Iowa radio host Jan Mickelson joked in the evening's opening speech. Walker, Scott Walker that is, who has intrigued Iowa politicos with his Midwestern roots and national profile delivered a polished speech touting his brutal fight to curb collective bargaining rights for public sector unions and subsequent recall election. And he went on to say that it that he thinks it sends a powerful message to the Re- to the Republicans in Washington and around the country. If you're not afraid to go big and go bold, you can actually get results. Yeah, results yeah. that fucking cripple your state's economy, dumbass. Oh yeah,
2: yeah. And also, Dropkick Murphy uh, told him to get fucked and stop using their music.
3: Yes, that was cool. <laughs> yeah, the Dropkick Murphys. Yeah. Um, trying to get to some of the parts
1: where you know it's it's kind of interesting how how this party's evolving. You know, I mean, they keep they keep having to elect or or put forward candidates who are further and further, uh, further and further to the right. For right. right, yeah. I mean, hey, more you know, and more crazy. Like yeah, this but, was a tea party summit, <laughs> right? But I mean, especially yeah. But when you're talking about like state, you know, traditionally Republican states like Texas, Utah, things like you know, tea parties almost not even enough. You know, and and they 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 have to keep uh, getting. You know, they got to squeeze the neck of the the of uh, Americans that might possibly vote for them even more to stick to their bigotry and, and their and their discrimination and all this kind of stuff while they're alienating a all whole number voters. of other people who would ne- normally vote Republican, even far right Republican. They're which, alienating, which and is why we yeah. love them. <laughs> yeah, well, I know. But I'm just I'm just saying it's such a bizarre strategy.
3: You're driving your party off of the fucking cliff.
1: Yeah. Thank it, you. It's, it's, yeah, it's really weird.
3: Uh, this goes on to say, meanwhile, Huckabee, who in, who won in 2008, has gone the opposite route of Santorum, who who stated that, quote, we don't win because too many people think we don't care about them. No, we don't think that. We know it. Mm-hmm. You display it all the fucking time. Anyway, Huckabee went the opposite route. Recently, he suggested states could potentially ignore a Supreme Court decision legalizing gay marriage and criticize President Obama for exposing his children to Beyonce's sexy dance moves and lyrics. What? They are the Supreme Court, Huckabee said in his speech, not the Supreme Being.
1: Sarah Palin got on stage. (laughs) Except all of them rule in favor of Supreme Being every time, so (laughs) go ahead. What did Palin have to say?
3: Sarah Palin got on stage, who has said this past week she is considering a run for president. Oh, my God, that would just be so wonderful. I can't
2: wait to see the debates.
3: I would would probably yell and scream at my television and maybe break one or two, but it would be like, it would be like, a wonderful, fantastic, rainbow-sharding unicorn
2: train run. Like. I, uh, I can see her answers to everything. Well, you know what I'll do. I'll get in there
1: and get it done. <laughs> that, would, that would put bad lip reading out of out of work because they wouldn't. They couldn't. There was nothing they could change. They'll just be like this is perfect. They'll just put animal noises in.
4: Yeah.
3: So the story goes on to say Palin, who has said that she's considering a run for president. Enthralled and, and confused the crowd with a <laughs> long, winding speech in which she called Obama an overgrown little boy <laughs> and touched on topics nice. ranging from immigration to the film American Sniper. Screw the left in Hollywood who can't understand what we see in someone like Chris Kyle, Palin said, referring to the late Iraq <laughs> war sniper whose memoirs inspired the film. Yeah, she, if you <laughs> haven't seen any of the clips of her up there talking, apparently her teleprompter broke. And so she just started winging it. Oh, yeah. my God. It was just Tracy started playing clips of it from The Daily Show uh, last night. And it's, I was both amused and angered and frustrated. And I had such a wide range of emotions. Sarah Palin makes me very emotional.
4: Jon
1: Stewart's a big fan, too, I gather. Oh, yeah. Oh, Yeah. <laughs>
3: Oh yeah. Sarah Palin was just she went off the rails, just fucking I mean, I, I saw a couple of quotes from her and and I, I was telling you guys earlier, I mean she starts with one thing, jumps to another, doesn't tie the two together. Yeah. I mean it's just it's so awful. And and it and it betrayed just how fucking dumb she is. Like she's she's knuckle draggingly dumb. Yeah. I wonder who ties her shoes in the morning. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I actually went and saw yeah. that American Sniper movie the other day. How was it? It wasn't I'm, bad. It's a good movie. Yeah. Now I've also read Chris Kyle's book. Yeah. It is Which nothing is it? of the book.
3: Well, and and apparently his book is so riddled with falsehoods.
2: Yeah. As to be But it's a book. Right. He's,
3: as to soon appear on Oprah Winfrey's book list.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's how false it is. Ninety <laughs> percent of the premise of his of the movie had nothing to do with this book. Well didn't oh, it's yeah. it all made up. In the yeah. book didn't
1: he claim to have
2: punched Jesse Ventura in the yes. face? But he doesn't name Jesse Ventura in the book. Okay. He never says his name in the he book. He says Scruffy Face yeah, or something, yeah, something like, like, like that. Something right? like that. Yeah. He he uses then, a
3: different name. But then later in radio interviews he, he named him as yeah, but in Scruffy the book, Face is Jesse Ventura. Yeah in the
2: book oh,
1: he doesn't actually okay. name him. Yeah. All right.
2: Or he also said he was uh, killed thirty people from the roof of the Superdome during Katrina. Okay. Yeah, the government looters. hired him to go and kill looters. Which they're like, no, we didn't. Yeah. Well, I don't know if I trust. As if
3: that wouldn't have gone on the fucking national yeah. news everywhere. I don't know but if
1: I, I trust either source, though. I mean, well, the you're think about, it, about no, the I mean, White you, House or. If you heard that 30 people had been killed by
3: a sniper. Yeah,
1: sure, sure, sure. Yeah. In,
3: the, in the aftermath of yeah, Hurricane Katrina.
1: But I mean, Katrina. also, then you have this ex wrestler that's like, I've got factual information. You know, and you're like, I don't know if I believe <laughs> that guy either. In the field. Yeah, I don't know if I believe <laughs> that guy either. So. Yeah.
2: Like, it doesn't ruin the movie, but when he shoots the kid in the movie, that never happened in the book. Mm-hmm. There's even a part in the book, I had to go back and find it, where he's like, because uh, there's an RPG scene where a kid does pick up an RPG. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I want to shot the kid. I could not, I cannot kill a child. Yeah. Because I, I just couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Because there's no way I could have shot that kid. But yeah, yet in the movie, no. it depicts him shooting a kid.
1: Okay. I mean, but it, it's Hollywood though, yeah?
2: it is. It's It is. It's a yeah, so. Hollywood
1: version of him.
2: They made up an entirely a plot line in the movie that's never even in the book. Uh, they they made the, the movie's a made up version of the only thing that's real. There was a guy named Chris Kyle. Yeah. Okay. Uh, suffered from PS, PTSD, and they covered that part pretty well. The PTSD side yeah. of it. If anything, that was the best part of the movie was kind of demonstrating what PTSD does to someone. Hmm. Interesting.
3: Yeah, she's she's a fucking nut
1: job. Well, since you brought up Mike Huckabee.
3: And Chris Kyle, Chris Kyle, you know I I appreciate and understand the things that he did to a large extent, and and I you know I've read several several articles about him now uh, that say you know you kind of get caught up in this whole you know heroic narrative that you, it almost leads to embellishment.
2: Well, and he even writes in the in the book, like in the opening, saying, "I didn't want to write a book." i don't want to. I don't like talking about my military career. This was not my choice. because I did not want to do this like I, I, which is horseshit I mean he
1: ended yeah. up he, if he, he didn't want to do it sixty people
3: if he didn't want to do it, all he had to do was
2: not do it. Um, but a big paycheck was probably flagged in front of his face. He's
1: like, oh sure well sure,
2: uh, well, I, sure. I need the money right now, so let's do this
3: sure and and I mean, but there were what's the other story about him uh shooting and killing two guys at a gas station? yeah.
2: That were trying to rob him,
3: and then the police show up, and he shows them his ID and tells them to call the NSA or CIA or Pentagon or whoever. Any report of and so the police call, and they're like, "Oh, you can't arrest him. He's an American hero. He's killed several people. You should let him go. He's just like you guys."
4: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs>
3: he's just like yeah. if if he hadn't been there, you would have certainly shot and killed these two young men.
1: Yeah, he's seen several brown people <laughs> carrying pairs and claimed they were grenades. One in the same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there were there were a ton of there were a ton of things J- in his R- book. Ryan there. was just nodding. By the way, I was like, <laughs> ex military uh, and a firefighter. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, but yeah. I fought fires. I didn't really get into firefights. Oh, nice, wow, uh,
1: clever, but little- still. Little, little twist of the words. Yeah. Should we get into the, uh, the Huckabee business? Yes. All right. <clears throat> Former Fox News host Mike Huckabee said on Thursday that if he was elected president, then he would have God's blessing to fight so-called secular theocracy. You know, 10 years ago, I had
3: a, a teensy bit of respect for Mike Huckabee. He seemed like a nice... Guy, yeah, he's going Who was crazy, being genuine man. and really wanted to help and seemed concerned about things and was was willing to take an honest look at th- at everything. Now he's just turned into a crystal fascist fucking asshole. Well, you
1: have to to compete in the Republican Party. Oh downstairs. my
3: god, what we were just talking he, about. But he hasn't. He's not just competing. He's like picked up the
1: banner and is leading the pack. Yeah, going. Let's
3: be as dumb as we fucking can.
1: Yeah. Well I just I just want to see if anyone else has as big of a problem as with this statement as I do. He wants to fight so called secular theocracy that had been imposed by atheists. How does, um,
3: how does a secular theocracy work? And how and how know. does
1: any theocracy be imposed by atheists?
3: Yeah. How yeah, exactly. They they can you know on on the one hand they say that we're this tiny minority who people shouldn't listen to or respect right. and on the other hand we're taking over yeah we're, we're, we're that over fucking powerful we're right.
2: taking away all the religious freedoms and we're under attack by all these thousands of atheists yeah. and,
1: and he's also saying there are dozens of us dozens but he's also saying he's opposed to a theocracy yeah he's, As, if it's not his right yeah. right right right. So we don't want that's theocracy,
2: right? We don't want an atheist theocracy, which doesn't make sense. That's what he's saying.
1: Yeah. But doesn't make sense. No, actually, he's saying he wants to fight what's already considered a a, a secular theocracy imposed by atheists. Uh, It's so much
3: nonsense. It's secular theocracy is it's already it's already nonsense. And
1: then it's imposed by people who don't believe anything. (laughs) What are the words? (laughs) <laughs> he's he's a more well spoken Palin.
2: See the great yeah, thing about a so, well,
1: yeah maybe so secular society is the Christians can live all good the Jews can live all good the atheists no can they live can't all because good. because they have to they have to allow people who love each other to get married under their uh, uh, in what? the same society as them that's not that's not but they, that's they nice. can well, if, practice their religion in peace <laughs>
3: yeah I mean if we had some utopian idyllic society that was secular. It would mean that everybody did just live, you know, without without your religious convictions or beliefs being playing any part in how you governed, how you treated people, who you serviced in your business, who you let live in your home, who you married, any of that. It wouldn't fucking matter. Yeah. And so for him to say a secular theocracy is so fucking weird and yeah. warped and twisted and dumb.
1: Yeah. Uh During an appearance on the Christian Life Today program, Huckabee told televangelist James Robinson that he was considering a 2000... There's that name again. We were talking about my buddy James Robinson. Robinson, (laughs) Uh, Huckabee is considering a 2016 presidential bid because the country needed to become a God-centered nation that understands that our laws do not come from man, they come from God. Just like their book that came from man? Nope. But he's Came not talking
3: about God. He's talking about Christians. Christians.
1: Well, and he's, and he's talking about his very specific brand of Christianity. Correct. One of a thousand. One of almost 40,000. Um, yeah,
3: almost 40,000.
1: Yeah. Uh, the short sightedness blows me away, right? I just turned 33. This guy just turned 300. <laughs> and I can see the problems in what he's trying to propose. <laughs> but if you're pandering
2: towards the the, the 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 Christian side, they love it; they're eating okay, it up. Okay,
1: fair enough. But if it's pandering, how do you know that that's really a benefit for the country? You know, and I wonder it's too. Not. Like,
3: do they really do they really even know that it's pandering? Do they realize they're pandering, or are they so? self-centered, and enclosed in their tiny little religious bubble that they don't have any fucking clue that the overwhelming vast majority of people around them think they're fucking nuts.
2: Well, I think it is. Like, like I was reading the thing uh, on KSL the other day, where state legislators actually said, it's not in election season, so we're going to raise taxes. <laughs> so they'll pander to all the voters the whole time saying, less government, we need to lower taxes, lower taxes. And they run on that campaign and they get in and they're like, well, it's not in election season right now. We got uh, another few years, so another election. So well, let's raise taxes now so they'll forget when the next le- election comes around. And, and they yeah. can do
3: that because yeah. the American populace is largely we'll forget. Is, is largely apathetic and yeah. very, very... Very very short sighted. Uh, they 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 lack any kind of memory or understanding of of timescale and repercussions of of these different political actions. They look at what was in the news today. Yeah. They raised taxes last year, but nobody's talking about that today.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he goes well. First, I just want to say, I just turned thirty three, so I have twelve months to make sure I don't get nailed to a cross to be better than Jesus. <laughs> Woo-wee! So we're, we're at the finish line here. I'll be keeping my eyes open, them crossmakers,
2: then.
4: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: and a gang of Jews.
4: Ooh, you know, there's yeah. some
3: crazy Christian out there listening who's like, challenge accepted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
4: Uh, He's going to be
2: stalking Utah. Where's Matt Mitchell? <laughs> I've had this cross in the back of my car. <laughs> For eleven months, it'll be that crazy fucker who stands
3: outside Temple Square with his goddamn goat's horn or whatever. No, I don't. I, yeah, or. I'm not.
1: Dude, if it's that guy, fine. <laughs> If it's that guy, fine.
3: God will not be mocked. <clears throat> yeah. As he Except call, as when he, I do
1: it, like every fucking day all day as long. He, as he calls for his eagle army and orc army reinforcements <laughs> on his Gondor horn, horn of Gondor.
2: Like, <coughs> <coughs> Can we go down there one day and find this guy into a street? Oh, like, sure. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's out there. Well, yeah. he's
3: out there whenever they do. You know, he's out there for every conference yeah. session. and yeah.
2: But no, have us go up to him and hold, I'll... I'll the camera and, that would be a lot of fun and, and talk to him that would be a lot of fun <laughs> yeah um watch him blow his horn and yell at people
4: <laughs> ah,
1: mormons are crazy <gasps> you're an atheist oh my god <laughs> <laughs> um so huckabee goes on and actually i don't think there's a single word of well th- this whole thing makes no sense to me right he says it's the natural law of god uh, adding that it was not, he was not calling for a theocracy. Well, first of all, yes, he is. He right? just said it. Yeah, but second of all, or, well, actually, this is first of all, he says it's the natural law of God. Right? So which is it?
2: That's, well, that's made <laughs> is up it
1: thing. Natural Is it natural law. Or is it, or is it God? God's law? Yeah, yeah. because those are not the same thing. No. There's natural and then there's supernatural. Yes. Right? Uh, if God was natural, science would be able to test it. Yeah. Science walking can't on, test it, so it's supernatural. Walking on fucking water ain't natural. What was it that Christopher Hitchens said,
3: and I'm trying to remember who he said it to, I think it was Sean Hannity... And he said something like, "You strike me as a person who has never, never read, read an a-
1: argument for the for the other side. Yeah,
3: who's never read yep. anything about yeah. any argument yeah, he,
1: against you." He own. actually sort of condescendingly apologized at first. He's like, "I'm sorry, I have to say this, but you strike me as a person who's never read an opposing <laughs> argument." <laughs> you Strike me as stupid. I saw that and I was like, "Oh my god, that was so beautiful." That that's one that's one of the hitch <laughs> slaps. Yeah, yeah, that was a great one. And and Hannity's like, "Oh."
3: <laughs> I, think, I think it was
1: that same conversation where where Hitchens was like, "Don't tell me to be quiet. You had me on your show, yeah, You, you yeah. invited me. You invited me to be a guest to speak with so, Yeah, So yeah. don't. T- yeah. So." <laughs> and he's just like,
4: "Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I think a hair is out of place." <laughs> uh, so Huckabee goes on to say, "We have a theocracy right now. It's a Christian one. It's a secular theocracy. <gasps> what?" How does that work? It doesn't. I would like to know what his explanation is or his line of thinking. It's a humanistic, atheistic, even antagonistic toward Christian faith, theocracy. Atheistic, fine. Humanistic,
3: super good. Mm -hmm. Antagonistic, if your beliefs can't handle fucking being mocked, what what does that say about your beliefs?
1: Yeah. I I would say if if the government was humanistic, atheistic, and antagonistic toward Christians— that would be the most objectionable part. It should be neutral toward it, right. but but other than that, it's it's better than what we've had since McCarthy.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm, that fuckhead, Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah,
2: he is from fucking Wisconsin to
1: fucking our basic fundamental rights are Isn't being McCarthy robbed Irish? from us. Yes, he is. Yes, <laughs> he, he is. A lot of a, a lot of Irish people are, tend to be more. Conservative, actually. It's,
2: oh yeah, yeah, I'm sure.
1: Yeah, Russian hating. Yeah. Potato eating drunks. Yeah. <laughs> the fucking racist. <laughs> All right. Huckabee goes on to say, our basic fundamental rights are being robbed from us, taken from us piece by piece. How? What he means is our privilege, our yes. religious privilege, our white our, uh, straight uh, uh, ability to religious privilege is being taken from discriminate. us. Discriminate. Yes. Yeah, again, we see... Our bigotry is not being allowed any longer.
2: They already took our slaves, now they're going to take our
1: discrimination (laughs) away. Again, we see
3: somebody mistaking privilege for rights.
1: Yep, exactly. Uh, Robinson went on to say that people should pray that whoever was president would keep God in the center of their focal point. Huckabee agreed by saying... Yeah.
4: <laughs> Work on, Chris Kyle. Give in the yeah, scope. Was, uh,
3: I got him dead center. I got it just for wind. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Three clicks to the left. Huckabee agreed absolutely. And whether it's me or someone else, and I do ask people to pray, for me, this is not just a political or financial decision. It's a spiritual decision.
2: Sure it is.
1: Yeah. What does that even mean, sir? It means he had a Jesus wet dream one night. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey, is that what Jesus, Jesus called me to run yeah. and lose hmm. again? Right, right. Uh, you know, the only thing worse than not being elected president would be to be elected president without God's blessing. Uh, <laughs> is, is, he, is, he, is he trying to... So does that mean that people get elected who don't have God's blessing
3: because God is that fucking weak?
1: Right. I mean, Ooh. yeah, because if God's all powerful, that should never happen. Like, yeah. like, God is so. He can cast a billion God votes. is well, so feckless Dan, that he can't even stop somebody being elected to office. You're so silly, Dan, because you don't even know that every human has a free will.
3: God is so feckless he can't stop anybody <laughs> from being elected to office, and yet he can somehow heal somebody with cancer.
1: Yeah, and also I think it's a dig on Obama in there too. Oh, yeah, I'm sure, because. Without God's blessing, because right? yeah. Obama's never stated his position. <laughs> and he shouldn't have to <laughs> Yes he has Several he, times he says, No I'm I'm saying according to them
3: Yeah right Yeah well that's just it Is that they seem to ignore all no, the he, times he, dude, When he says no, that he's a Christian There's no way he's Christian enough though
1: well, they, uh, According to Look we're talking about Huckabee
3: They they fuck him over coming and going right like, Yeah exactly they, they fuck him over for going to church When he was attending services Under, under Pastor Jeremiah Wright yeah. And then they fuck him yeah. over for not going to church and then they say
2: that he's not a Christian. Yeah. How the fuck is he going to win? Obama could be the fucking Pope. And so still one thing he's a Christian.
3: He, he has fucking Jerry Falwell deliver fucking speeches and prayers as part of the fucking inauguration process. Yeah.
2: yeah. But he's
1: not a Christian. Apparently. Well, he's black. Yeah. And he used Abraham Lincoln's Bible to be yeah, sworn but, yeah, in. But, but you can't say that. I mean, everyone knows. I mean, if. Racism would be political suicide. So right now it's religious stuff, right? So they they can't say that they don't like him because he's black. So they have to say, they
3: have to make up another reason. Yeah.
1: Yeah. When everybody knows the real fucking reason. Mm -hmm. Uh, So he said that, I can't think of a worse place in the world to be than in the oval office without God's hand upon you. Where's the hand placed? I'd rather not (laughs) not get (laughs) near to that place. God is uncle touchy. But if that's a, (laughs) if that's a purpose, so be it. And that's my prayer. So was George W. Bush there by God's plan? Is that
3: (laughs) if so, God's plan fucking sucks.
2: Yeah. I think George Bush was there by Jack Daniels plan.
1: (laughs) Right. I think it's
3: funny how so many people who flocked to George Bush initially and then completely disavowed him after the presidency, and then now they're trying to reclaim some of some of his glory. Like George Bush was great and Obama's bad.
1: Fuck you right in the mouth hole. You, uh, ignorant how, fuck. How has Obama been bad? I mean, I don't know. The very worst we, you could we, say is he—he he, is he, that I was he say, hasn't he, caused waves. Well, he must be pretty horrible because we've got the largest
2: stock market on history. We've lowered gas prices. Unemployment is at a record
1: low. GDP is up. Is, is our up, deficit is, up, down. is down. So he is a horrible, horrible fucking president. And, and he did all of that despite. The nasty the, Congress that that, yes, that rejects everything because of their one hundred percent of opposition. Yeah, because they're fucking racist bigots, and, and and they can't see past party lines to do what's good for the country. Well, they, and he did all that despite them.
3: They, yeah, they can't they can't see past it because it's not politically expedient. That's that's all it is. It's it's only politics. Well, actually, it it would seems be. it seems that there are so very few people on Capitol Hill who actually give a fuck about what's going on in America. Yep. All they give a fuck about is
1: getting elected again. Yep. Well, that's it. But but I, I actually think it would be politically expedient to loosen up just a little bit. I mean, I, it, it doesn't seem like to me that there's going to be a majority of American citizens voting for what Boehner and and his people are doing in Congress right now.
3: Right, but they don't give a fuck about the majority. They're They're looking for... Who's going base. to elect them? Their base, and they, <sighs> and that's who they appeal and pander to. Yeah, it's pretty fucking bad. And they've they've kind of dug themselves in in their own grave, right? I mean they they say all of these atrocious things about the president and Democrats and and liberal and progressive policies that then fucking work. And so then what do they do? Do they do they switch tactics and say, oh no, I agree with the president on this, this, and this? After saying for so long that he was so fucking yeah. wrong that he's terrible. Yeah. Then, then they're wrong for doing that. But if they continue down the path they're on, they're still wrong, but they'll still get elected again.
2: Which I, I, with who they have up for possible people to get elected, it's not looking very good.
3: No, no, it's not. Well, I guess it depends I mean, on who the Democrats throw up there. But I, it's just,
1: I honestly think it's going to be Hillary. It seems to me like their base is shrinking so fast. I mean, you've got pockets of them here and there, but everything is like south of St. Louis in little pockets of rural areas where people can barely speak English better than a gray parrot and they have about the same amount of teeth <laughs> and and a brain <laughs> you know like what i mean
3: and, and they brain. can barely speak better than a gray parrot and have the same number of teeth that's awesome <laughs>
1: that's what, <laughs> It, that's what this seems <laughs> like their base is
3: that's what the, that it's just getting
1: smaller and smaller You're but, right it but, is it is you know. getting smaller and smaller right, and, and, and I and it,
3: think that's why we see these these desperate i mean for me a lot of the a lot of the hyperbolic rhetoric that we hear coming out of them is just the death throes of their failed ideology
1: right what and, oh god what but I, I
2: think I what wins that? it for them is the g word yeah, God. Yeah, exactly. People are like, well, he's a God-fearing
1: man. Sure, and I will only vote for a God-fearing man. And, and that's I don't know why what the fuck is which, what which, his platform And that's why is. there's so much focus yeah. on religious. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly. And that's why. And that's exactly what comes from the McCarthy era. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because these are the the red that. scare. Yeah, this is exactly the, this right. Is the, this is the, the fear G of those scare. godless heathens. Right, right. The gray parrots are are squawking, but <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember who was saying that. That oh God! Right before the dragon dies, he thrashes his tail. Kind of thing. Who was saying that? Uh, oh God, I can't remember what that quote is.
3: I'm not sure either.
1: I don't know why I'm thinking R and Rob, but anyway. Yeah. So it's just like, it gets more violent right before death. Yep. Um But yeah, I mean, who would have even thought there would be a pocket of liberalism in Utah, you know, and well, Ryan's coming from, well, well, I guess we're both from out. I guess yeah. we're both from liberal States, but no, is Wisconsin, Wisconsin's a red state. Is it? Huh. Mass is not not at at all super red, though. Is it? No, I don't think so. I think Wisconsin teeters,
3: either way, sometimes. It's it's, it's
2: fairly red. I mean, unless you're in like Madison or Milwaukee or Milwaukee, the bigger metropolitan areas of the state.
3: Where people are more educated. Yep, yeah. Or, <laughs> <laughs> yep.
2: But, I mean, you uh-huh. get away from There's more diversity.
3: <laughs>
1: there's a greater understanding. But, you know, all, the, the, but yeah, all the but here's the thing stuff. about
2: Wisconsin. I mean, the, the, the God thing could be working there, too, because there sure. are a lot of religious people there. Sure. Yeah. And nobody gives a fuck about fucking watching any debates or any of that or what the fuck is
1: running on. They just want to fucking get drunk, hunt t- something, and go yeah. fishing. And, and well, talks don't forget about, about, all about all the, the Butter yeah. Christ sculpture contest every year. So yes. that, that's only in the, that's only in the movie.
2: <laughs> okay. I wish that were real.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, but I, I guess I'm from Mass, which is not at all Republican state in any sense. I mean, people don't focus but on what religion you are still
2: in Wisconsin, but it's still no. a lot of people have no. are very religious still in Wisconsin.
1: Yeah, most is it what is what is it up there? It's I know it's, a lot, lot of Lutheran, Lutheran yeah. yeah, a lot yeah. of Catholic, Catholic and Lutheran. Yeah,
2: which is funny because I swear I was looking at the dates on some of the old. Churches right in Oshkosh, where I'm from, and I was back home for Christmas. And some of them, like, oh, this place was built in 1890. Like, that's only like, like 50 years after Mormonism started. Yeah, <laughs> this building's almost older than the whole Mormon religion.
1: They <laughs> get a big picture of Christ in his overalls. In Oshkosh, <laughs> yeah, yeah would <laughs> that would be funny. Would be pretty funny. I all like a those buildings. buckets from just milking
3: the cows. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> I like those churches way more than any church here in fucking Utah. Besides yeah. that Orthodox, that Russian Orthodox church down there in Salt Lake, it's pretty cool. There are a lot building. of really, there are a lot That's of a really cool beautiful s- Catholic yeah. cathedrals. Around. The
1: Greek one too is cool. Yeah,
2: yeah. But the it's Mormon like, churches yeah. are all fucking cookie cutter, oh, fucking yeah. Yeah. bland yeah. churches. I'm like, yeah. when I see an old brick laid church from the 1800s or fucking older. I'm I even like, think that's the, a cool building. That's some really cool architecture in that. Well, yeah, well, I, cool I even think the,
3: the LDS temple downtown is a beautiful building. Sure is. I yeah. mean the architecture is gorgeous. But when you look at the more modern temples scattered they're throughout all the state that are just the fucking white yeah, fucking saltine box with windows,
2: there's nothing Oh god, they're awful. I'd it's like, a
3: blight on the landscape.
2: I like when a church looks like a castle. Yeah. When they got the cool stone architecture to it, and it's actual real giant blocks, and they got the cool sculpt- sculptures on the outside of it, oh, yeah. even some of them with the really intricate stained glass windows in it. Yeah. See, as atheists, we can appreciate religious buildings when they're cool looking architectural buildings. Yeah, not sure. for their religious, the religious grounds, ground, just but just because the they're architectural
3: cool buildings. Right. The city, the 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 county building on Washington Square.
2: Yeah. Have that's you? a cool
3: building. Oh, my God. It is
2: so cool. That's that I one, love that building. That's the one I have that photo of. That I did the giant print that, of at oh, night right. with the lights shining out of yeah. it and the trees and yeah. the stars and the, everything it. I think that is it. the
3: coolest building downtown. It is. Yeah. I mean, just walking around and seeing all of the things that are sculpted and engraved into the side of the building. and, yeah, and it's, it's just beautiful. cool because
2: it's got one city block with nothing around
1: it. Just that yeah. one building, boom, dead yeah. center. That's and a that, gorgeous building. I think that's a total misconception, too, about atheists, you know, is that, that that like we were talking about earlier, the angry, the the hatred and stuff. But it's not us that destroyed the Library of Alexandria. It's not us that destroyed the Bamiyan the Bamian Buddhas, you know, or or any of the other. You know, it's all religious on religious hate. Yeah. Yep. Um, which is actually kind of a, one of the more popular straw man arguments against atheists. Good transition. There we go. <laughs> sort
2: Transitioning. Sort of of, that was a segue full of wind. When- we're riding that segue right into Winning. straw man fallacies. <laughs> Winning.
1: Uh all right. Let's talk about straw man, or it's sometimes called a straw fallacy.
2: Yeah, I read this study that mm-hmm. said that majority of atheists are pretty depressing. So uh-huh. atheists are live a very depressing life and they're very sad, lonely,
1: yep. depressed people. Right. So I don't know how you can fight on the side of atheism. Yeah, that would that'd be a great example of Actually, you know, we'll get into that in a minute because there's a whole subcategory called straw atheism. Oh. Because there are so many arguments huh. uh like what you just uh illuminated to uh there. Yeah. With, so are we going to start with the definition of what yeah, the straw let's, man fallacy let's, is? Let's start with the structure of, of the straw man fallacy. Um the the pattern of the argument is person one asserts proposition X. Person two argues against a false but, uh, but superficially similar position, Y, as if it were an argument against X. Okay. Does that make sense? I
2: was going to say, okay. I think we should also point out that just straw man
1: basically means a sham. Right. Right. Or you, so you're erecting a weaker yeah. uh, argument than the one that was proposed because it's, because it's a lot easier to break that down. Uh, hence the name. We'll get into examples and stuff after this because it's a little easier to follow. But um, the reasoning, this reasoning is a fallacy uh, of relevance because it fails to address the proposition in question by misrepresenting the opposing position. So an example is quoting an opponent's words out of context, mm-hmm. choosing quotations that misrepresent the opponent's actual intentions. Mm-hmm. Matt Slick. Uh, <laughs> any apologist, any one of them. Psy10 is, is huge on this. Oh, boy, yeah. Ray Comfort does this all the time. Yeah, they all do it. Um, I've only been watching Matt Slick lately because
2: he's uh, been having atheists on his you? show. Just only because when there's like someone else on it, and it's like you fucking moron. Uh, yeah, I don't guy. want you
4: to
3: see Matt Slick. I want no, you to see, see the, the other atheist. atheist.
1: Yeah, I, I I saw. I mean, I've I've I saw Slick and Eddie Tabash and Slick and Dill Honey, and I'm, I'm just I've had enough of that guy.
3: Well, and he turns <sighs> into such a petulant fucking child yeah, dude, whenever he's challenged. Yeah, on he anything.
1: he's yeah he. He totally. I, is. I do want to break my TV whenever I watch it. Yeah, I hate yeah. that guy. Well, uh, the thing that drive drove me. Let's not get on. Well, I'm gonna do it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was such a quick like
3: seven twenty. That wasn't saying. even a, <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah. no. when when I saw
1: Slick and Tabash right, and and I like Eddie a lot. And when we when we. Talked at the convention stuff. He's a really cool guy, and he's pretty smart and all that. And he yeah, like he him. he had some he had some great arguments. And uh, but what what I hated about Matt Slick was he get he gets up there like like a traditional sort of radio TV. Hey guys, welcome to the morning zoo It's Matt slick, you know, and he was getting up there and he, and he wasn't even addressing anything that Tabash was saying. He's just like, Oh, I love this stuff. Yeah. You want to get into it? I'll get into it. Well, I love this shit. You know, I mean, he doesn't say that, but that's this, the tone. I'm just like, dude, fucking argue your point. Yeah. Get to it, man. (sighs) Hate that guy. All right, (laughs) let's get into more examples. I didn't want to do it, but I had to, uh, presenting someone who defends a position poorly. As a defender, then denying that person's arguments, thus giving the appearance that every upholder of that position, and thus the position of itself, has been defeated.
3: Say that part again,
2: I'm sorry.
1: Presenting someone who defends a position poorly as the defender. Okay. Then so and
2: so said this, so it must be wrong. Or
1: or, or even or... someone or even someone who is not so great at defending the position necessarily. And portraying them as the only om- as the defender of that position, okay, and then denying that person's arguments as like the authority on right, it. thus giving the appearance that every upholder of that position and thus the position itself has been defeated. Like okay. if
2: they use us as an authority on something, sure, <laughs> never
3: do that. <laughs>
1: yeah, sure. Inventing a fi- this is another one. Inventing a fictitious persona with actions or beliefs which are then criticized, implying that the person represents a group of whom the speaker is critical. Uh, oversimplifying an opponent's arguments, then attacking its oversimplified version and that that's the sort of the crux of the whole straw man argument
3: mm-hmm. so so yeah i mean i i I have this poster hanging in the mm-hmm. in the podcast studio here the thou shalt not commit logical fallacies from your dot com uh love that poster um yeah it's great, and they they sum up a straw man as you misrepresented someone's argument to make it easier to attack. Sure. Yeah. You're yeah. not you're not attacking their argument. You're attacking your your modified
2: version of their argument version
3: of their argument that you misrepresented. Right. It goes on to say by exaggerating, misrepresenting, or just completely fabricating someone's argument, it's much easier to present your own position as being reasonable. But this kind of dishonesty serves to undermine honest rational debate.
2: Yep. Not good for debating. Not good for debating because you're not debating you're basically putting up a false premise. Yeah, so <clears throat> or a weaker premise.
3: Yeah, they they provide the example of saying after will said that we should put more money into health and education, Warren responded by saying that he was surprised that will hates our country so much that he wants to leave it defenseless by cutting military spending. Yep which yep. is which is completely misrepresenting
1: the wills yeah. wills initial argument and and also failing to address wills actual argument
3: correct yeah i mean if you if you actually want to have a conversation with somebody to to find out what they think and why they think the way they do you should never employ a straw man fallacy you should always argue against what the person is saying don't misquote them don't don't change what they've said to represent your views and make it easier to attack attack their argument if you can't if you can't understand their argument, ask for more clarification don't don't misrep- don't misrepresent misresep- mis- mm-hmm. present it or misrepresent it based on your desire to prove them wrong i mean i I know that's that's something that we all do a lot of the time and and it's because we we want to win i mean nobody sure nobody likes to be wrong really I mean right we all want to think that we're correct. But when you when you make the mistake of of wanting to only win versus knowing what's right and correct, you often employ straw man fallacy. Yeah,
1: yeah, or yeah, or other fallacies, but yeah, straw man's a very popular one. But the ability to admit when you are wrong is a lot better
2: characteristic
1: yeah. to have than yeah. And
3: I and I think straw man is probably the biggest and most popular one that's employed.
1: Yeah, I think argument from ignorance is really really popular. Yeah. Uh, we'll we'll cover that another time too, but and, and ad hominems as <laughs> argument well.
3: from ignorance is often employed by those who are ignorant,
1: <laughs> All, almost exclusively. <laughs> yeah, but so is straw man, and so is ad hominem. Mm-hmm. Well, any fallacy,
4: yeah,
1: because they're ignorant of fallacies and logic. Yeah, um, I'll give you a slightly more convoluted example of a straw man, but this was Christopher Tyndale. Um, it was a draft of a bill considered by the Louisiana State Legislature in two thousand one. And he wrote, whereas the writings of Charles Darwin, the father of evolution, promoted the justification of racism and his books on the on the origin of species and the descent of man postulate a hierarchy of superior and inferior races. Um, Therefore, be it resolved that the legislature of Louisiana does hereby deplore all instances and ideologies of racism, does hereby reject the core concepts (laughs) of Darwinism. <laughs> ideology that certain races and classes of humans are inherently superior to others and does hereby condemn the extent to which these philosophies have been used to justify and approve racist practices. Tyndale comments that quote the portrait painted of Darwin ideology is a caricature, not one borne out by any objective survey of the works cited that similar misrepresentations of Darwinian thinking, whatever that is, have been used to justify and approve racist practices. Is beside the point, but uh, the position that the legis- legislation is attacking and dismissing is a straw man. In subsequent debate, this error was recognized, and eventually the bill was om- omitted. All mention of Darwin and Darwinist ideology, uh, yeah, yeah, misrepresent misrepresenting Darwin and his theories. Well, completely. I mean, in, in that instance, it was actually tying evolution to racism or almost eugenics well not quite but um superior races anyway was mentioned uh, and 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 the fact that some are better than others but which is nowhere in anything to do with darwin well it doesn't have anything to do with evolution either no. because there's no there's not really any such thing as more devolved or further devolved or further uh, evolved or or your skin
2: pigment is all depending on where your forefathers were a, a million fucking years ago well, we, yeah, I mean we we all started in Africa, but yeah, Not
3: quite a million, I think.
2: How many? How, when was it? Uh, the Great Migration where we started going across Eurasia? And I think that was I think that was
3: a quarter million years ago. Quarter million? Still a long fucking time or, ago. Or the like humans have been around for a quarter million years?
1: Yeah, depends on where you're starting, I guess, or who you're asking. Yeah, but yeah, I I, thought, I, th- I think a quarter of a million is the l- oldest I've heard.
3: I think the oldest I've, I think I've heard it range from two hundred and fifty to four
1: hundred.
2: I just have I've always understood that your skin well, pigmentation.
1: Dawkins says, so. says one hundred and fifty. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. hmm. yeah.
2: So, so I've always understood your skin pigmentation came from after the Great Migration, where you started like you know you are going up to colder climates. For closer you got to colder
1: climates, the lighter your skin pigmentation got. Yeah, well, it had to do with as far as as far as I understand of what they understand. Yeah, so I am talking out on my ass again. Is that it had to do with vitamin D intake from from the sun?
2: Yeah, and the people that were going north were going into yeah. colder climates yeah. and less sunlight, and they're having to cover their bodies up more, and they have to hunt more, and right.
1: they're and so people people who absorbed more sunlight tended to survive a little bit better.
2: But also, I've, I've heard them explain that's why you know if people from like Nordic regions have larger brows that cover up to shade their eyes more from the reflections of suns, and mm-hmm. why people have you know. Different and facial, hairier. and they're hairier, so like, they had to stay warmer. <laughs> that's why Asians can't grow hair. Well,
1: that went in a weird direction. Uh, <laughs> no, actually, that's was thought of
2: that because well, I, I got a buddy who's Asian. I don't know, monkey. Mon- I don't Mongolia think he's about gets
1: a, cold as shit, dude. So does well, Siberia.
2: No, well, he's Asian, and I don't think he's ever shaved in his life. Okay. And he's about forty years old. Hmm. He straight up says he goes, I cannot grow up if I I, I could yeah. go without a month without shaving. He goes, you wouldn't notice.
4: Hmm.
1: And those. The North Asians end up being the becoming, at least a fragment of them became the Native Americans. Yeah, or at least according to genetics and anthropology and archaeology.
2: I thought I thought the Book of Mormon brought them here.
1: Uh yes, no, in 600 BC they came directly from the Middle East on a wooden ship they constructed yeah, that yeah. somehow yeah. navigated they were kind of all like of those submarines. Yeah, all of those other cultures. Well, Lehi's ship wasn't. Those are you're talking about the Jaredites. Yeah. those were like dishes. Ah, it's described.
2: <laughs> Flying saucers?
1: Floating saucers. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, subaquatic saucers. Yeah, that'll do a transatlantic trip very well. Mm -hmm. And then become the largest nation on Earth and leave no trace. Yes. Even with metallurgy. Well, you do know they got that site out there that no one's allowed (laughs) into, But the
2: Mormons got their own people doing some excavations, and they're finding some pretty interesting things. Mm -hmm. We can't
1: tell you what they are, but
2: they're finding some interesting
1: things. Yeah, a bunch of stone tools (laughs) that the Mayans used. (laughs) No metal whatsoever. Uh, No steel for sure. For sure. Well, they yeah. Ah, Another show. Um, (laughs) So let's move into straw atheism. And I'm sure we've I've never gotten, actually heard that term before. I'm sure we've gotten all of these a bunch of times. A- examples would be atheists hate God. <sighs> I hate God as much as I hate the leprechaun.
3: Mm-hmm. I, I I hate and despise the
2: concept.
3: The concept or the the presentation of God as 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 given by so
1: many religious people. Which God? Still a straw man though.
3: Any religious person.
1: Still a straw man, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Atheists believe in nothing. If Um, you don't believe in God, you don't believe in anything. That would be a nihilist. (laughs) Well,
3: if I believed in nothing, I would believe
4: in God. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. So
1: we'll mark that off, straw man, and we'll put that on to religious arguments. (laughs) Atheists reject Christianity specifically. Why aren't you getting mad at Muslims? Oh, we do. Oh, I, I drew Mohammed yeah, and told him to get fucked. We've done that plenty on this show, but I mean it's one that they say.
3: Yeah, you guys you're you're terrified of those Muslims. You never you never mock
1: Islam or or Muslims. No nah, oh, quite often. Yeah. We mock every religion. What about this one? Atheists say they don't believe in God just so they can sin.
3: I would sin whether I believed in God or not, which also most
1: Christians know. do. Yeah. Yeah, there's no evidence at all that Christians behave any better. But I don't accept the concept of sin anyway, so. Yeah. Uh, There are enough straw man versions of atheism going around to fill a whole article itself. This is most likely due to the fact that religious apologists that generate these arguments have never been atheists, or possibly exaggerate their atheism if they had a later conversion. Like in the case of Kirk Cameron.
4: Yeah. (laughs) Claiming to have been an
1: atheist. Because it just helps his point out. Well, I mean, it makes it a little more emphatic, but he he does it
3: in an effort to give himself more credence and more yeah. more viability, more more.
1: I was there. And that's I was so miserable what, yeah. with all my money in Hollywood being an atheist. That's that's the way yeah. I take it too, but I I don't know for sure. But either way, he was never skeptical. No, he he wasn't an atheist because he arrived at that conclusion. Right. You know, he definitely he, he got just, better ratings then, though.
3: Well and there yes. and there there is <laughs> a clear true. there is a clear difference between being atheist and being a skeptic. Right. And I would say that the more the more of a true skeptic you are, the more inclined you are to be an atheist. But that doesn't mean that all atheists are skeptics.
1: Right. I would yeah, I would agree. Yeah, because you you have people who just were never raised with it and just never adopted the belief but still accept things like crystals and homeopathy oh, the, yeah. and that yeah. stuff is, that kind of or aliens or whatever it is right Yeah. and so that's obviously or bigfoot whatever mm. it is that's not skeptical at all right but they're still atheists no doubt um,
2: now i'm with the alien thing i believe there could be life on other planets 100% have they been here
3: no yeah i doubt it very much
2: yeah. the possibility of life on another planet i think it almost has to exist some other star With the vastness out
1: of the universe. There wow. has
2: to be another place. Yeah.
1: According to that can hold life that I trust, yeah. And the and the, the 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 even however vague the Drake equation might be still. I mean in, in by life, that could be a microbe. That doesn't have to mean a walking
4: sentient.
2: Well, yeah, there's a whole, sentient, na- yeah, there's yeah, a whole nother doesn't,
3: doesn't have to be intelligent life.
2: Sure. I mean it could be as much as a plant could be considered life. Like there is life. That thing is alive. It's a plant. It's alive. There is life on this planet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, the dinosaurs reigned for what? 150 million years on this planet. Mm-hmm. I heard someone say, I think it was actually on a, uh, uh star talk radio with Neil deGrasse Tyson. Where I was listening to it. Like, Imagine if that asteroid hadn't have hit the Earth and wiped out the dinosaurs. Could you just imagine these giant reptilian beings walking around now with huge brains (laughs) that have had these millions of years to evolve to be able to build space rockets and stuff? (laughs) What would those rockets look like?
1: Well, I mean, and all of that would depend on selection pressure too. I mean, they, they reigned unintelligently, quote, compared to humans for 150 million years without ever gaining intelligence. So who who's to say that they would have in the next 65 million.
3: Well and they were around for at least 150 yeah. times the number of the, the period of time that humans have been around, right? I mean But
2: they they had a lot longer to go to get there.
3: And and we often see depictions of dinosaurs living together where you have two different dinosaurs that you know, in the movies or wherever you see them, oftentimes the two dinosaurs never even lived in the same period. Yeah, yeah. I mean, dinosaurs were around for a really fucking long time. Yeah, a they long went extinct time. as well. Yeah, they, a really right. fucking long time to the point where they had evolved past other dinosaurs that you see in movies living with right dinosaurs. Right. It would be like a movie depicting humans living with chromagnon or, or dinosaurs
1: or dinosaurs. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's I mean, a long yeah. enough span there, like yeah. the Flintstones. <laughs> yeah but i mean i'm just I'm just saying like dinosaurs lived a long fucking time, but you know we only have one sample set for life, right, and biologists, at least from what I've heard tend to do as much as they can with the diversity they've got, right so they'll they'll calculate how many times eyes have evolved independently, right, like humans are different from squid and yeah. nautilus and you have various stages and so forth, so they can predict. You know how many times roughly the like eyes uh going from just being able to re- receive
2: light to receive shapes right, to right. Color, I mean, you've got to every
1: everything from yeah. photosensitive cells to uh, uh pinhole camera lenses to to eagles and squids and right and,
3: yeah and and, by, by and then you mean like
1: another. in different different areas completely unrelated to yes, each other right right, right. that they, they they did not come from the same group of right. uh, common ancestry right and then also wings is another one um mm-hmm. sonar right there's some rudimentary forms in birds and seals bats. and stuff you get bats
4: limbs, whales um, yeah any kind limbs, of limb. all this kind of yeah. stuff
1: and they could predict intelligence only one time only one time so as far as biology is concerned as far as i understand what they say they consider it to be very rare and almost unnecessary in most instances oh yeah it's it was only a survival tactic for humans in a very short period of time in a very specific environment and it, the dinosaurs lasted 150 million years. Never needed it. They were just fine. Well, but, wait. They had intelligence, though, right? I mean, well, they, okay, but 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 what, what? I guess what I'm talking about. We were talking about. We were talking about size. like other planets, right, and stuff, yeah. and being com, being able to visit Earth and stuff. That would require an intelligence above our own. But to get to that point, pretty rare, as as far as biologists on Earth are concerned, with examples that of one. Yeah. Well. Well. And when we but look yes, at- I would say dinosaurs were in quote intelligent. Yeah.
3: Well, and when we look at the
1: the expanse of well, time They're not blasting off anytime soon.
3: Yeah, when we look at the, when we look at the expanse of time between the Big Bang and when our solar system was formed and and the Earth was formed. I mean, Earth has been around for what 4.3 billion years. Universe yeah. has been around for 15 billion.
1: Yeah, 14 and a half, I think. Yeah. 15, so, yeah.
3: So I mean, we're looking, you know, we're looking at, you know, less than a quarter of the time that the universe has been around. Yeah. You know our our Earth has been around and our solar yeah. system has been around. So, I mean, when when you think that you know three at least three quarters of the time before we even existed, time was going on. I don't think it's all that hard to imagine that in the vastness of the universe there is life out there. Sure,
2: especially when there's even
3: intelligent life
2: areas that have had a lot longer to be able to sustain life on it because their you know planet came to be
1: sooner. Yeah. Yeah, I guess, I, guess it, I guess it depends on what you mean by intelligent life, but it also depends because I'm just going by what biologists are saying as far as I understand what they're saying, and this is based on a sample set of one, and their assessment is that intelligence, at least as we are concerned for how we consider ourselves to be intelligent versus everything else, happened only one time, and for every other species has been completely irrelevant, doesn't, doesn't even matter to their survival.
2: Well, I'd say like primates are intelligent. Most mammals are
1: intelligent. Yeah, but they're not making ships. No, but they mm-hmm. some are using tools. Yeah, but they're not communicating intergalactically. You, you, you no. see what I'm saying? Yeah, just, there's, yeah. there's levels of intelligence. I'm not, I'm not, yeah, there are, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Every single level we're aware of, even though there's a varying degree from dolphins and chimps all the way down to Christians and lizards, whatever. <laughs> There's a whole varying degree. That was a joke. Well, I it would do well, better. Well, I'm That's sorry. Okay. <laughs> I, was, I was
3: thinking about what you had said where you said, you know, we're not talking about – I think you said intergalactic, but I think you could even shrink that, shrink yeah, you could. that down yeah, yeah, to say yeah. interplanetary. interplanetary.
1: Yeah. yeah, sure, sure. But, you know, we're, we're no, no
3: other life forms prior to humans had had sought
1: out interplanetary communication. At least on Earth that we're aware of, sure. Yeah. That's why I say that, that we're working. we're dealing with a sample set of one which is very limited I, Right. you know and i know you're talking about the time frames i get that too but from what i understand the need for intelligence for a species to survive not that critical right you know dinosaurs yeah, it's, it's dinosaurs total, it's did co- it for way yeah. longer
3: communicating with 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 other planets is
4: not yes. at all necessary no. for survival right
1: and so and so that skews the numbers a little bit you know you may have
4: Three I would say f- probably
1: more than a little bit, right, but I'm just saying when you yeah you, yeah, you want to elongate the time frame to four, three or four times what we've had to evolve, sure, but how much does that affect the possibility of intergalactic or interplanetary or uh uh travel or communication or even our level of intelligence, which I know <laughs> I have that carpenter's <laughs> song stuck in my head now <laughs> which one? The, I'll, I'll find it oh. and,
3: and play a little. <laughs> anyway, so,
1: you know, it, it, it may be the case that it's a futile effort. I don't know, but I'm just, I mean, things are so spread apart, man. I, I don't, I don't know. Well, I was, I was watching this one thing and you'd have to have a race too. That was passive enough to not destroy itself by the time it got oh, yeah. technology capable like of traveling doing. interplanetary travel or intergalactic travel But it it would obviously have the technology to destroy. You know what I mean? You know what that planet won't have? have? Religion. Maybe so. No, need to destroy each other.
2: (laughs) The Carpenters.
0: (laughs) Messages through the vast unknown. Please close your eyes and concentrate with every thought you
4: think upon the recitation. We're about
0: to stay. Calling occupants
4: of interplanetary craft. Yeah, I hate that song. (laughs) I've never heard it
1: before, but I hate that song. I'm much older than you
3: are. And my mom was big into the Carpenters, so. Okay. Uh, Yeah, I have this whole Rolodex of Carpenters songs. Constantly tumbling through my head. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Anyway. I forgot where we were at. Uh, Who knows what. I I derailed the podcast uh... with a shitty song. I'm sorry. (laughs) It
1: was Uh, somewhat relevant. It was an intelligent (laughs) being singing about space stuff. Yeah, I don't
2: I don't know how accurate it was just talking about how we became intelligent and basically associating the size of your stomach to the size of your intelligence by saying that.
3: Did you say the Earth's stomach?
2: No, our stomach. Oh. Like humans saying that once we d- devised a way, you know, as Cro-Magnon man to start half-fire and be able to cook and have protein, that that protein and be able to cook and not have to, you know, forage for food as much and finding an easier way to, you know, harvest the food – basically started to grow our
1: intelligence and gather
2: bigger brains and our stomachs shrank.
1: From what I've heard, that's part of it because the the protein you're able to absorb is at a higher concentration yeah. in cooked foods. But then also that because we weren't, we weren't so aggressively hunting and killing with our mouths, we could use our hands. And, we were walking up yeah. and stuff like that, that we lost the the skull ridge on the top that connected jaw muscles. And so that ridge going away allowed our skull to be able to expand, which, which allowed brain capacity.
3: It's a multifaceted evolutionary advance.
1: Yeah. Thank you, fire.
2: <laughs> yeah. Without that smart fucking pro <laughs> man going
1: with two rocks. Well, it was way before then. Ah,
3: lightning. Program. It was way before then. We about to have fire. <laughs> have you ever? Have you ever seen the movie Quest for Fire? I maybe This may watch be, this may be another movies, thing movies. that I'm that I'm much older than you, and so
2: I still watch a lot of black and white movies. So <laughs> there's no
3: dialogue other than like grunting. <laughs> okay, but it's quest So it's Fire kind of like is, the
2: opening yeah. to Space Odyssey with the you know ape guys grunting and smashing bones and hopping around <laughs> there's much less the grunting
3: yeah there's much less grunting oh, okay but it's yeah lightning lightning strikes and creates a fire and they learn how to use it and everything and then it's then it you know the whole movie is this quest to keep the fire alive and okay if it goes out to find more and because they couldn't you know they didn't have a means or hadn't figured they out how, how to create, create it themselves it. yeah it was but, interesting it was kind of like uh what's what's The Gods Must Be Crazy. Have you seen that one? I don't know. Where somebody flying over Australia, I believe, throws a Coke bottle out of a plane, and an indigenous person finds this glass Coke bottle.
2: That sounds semi-familiar. They've never
3: seen anything like it before, and they take it back to the tribe, and it just results in this chaos within the tribe of everybody wanting to use this... Hard material that they're using to roll out different things and pound on different things and make music with, and they're doing all kinds of things with this coke bottle. And so, it starts tearing their tribe apart because everybody's fighting over the possession of this bottle. And so one of the one of the tribesmen decides that he's going to get rid of this evil thing and like runs across the country to try to dispose of it so that nobody else can use it.
2: And then find civilization and realize <laughs> there's millions of coke bottles. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. The gods must be crazy because they, you know, it falls from the sky and you can, because it's a bottle, you can hear it whistling as it comes down and it hits the ground. And they're like, oh, this is a gift from the gods. They must be fucking crazy because this is, this thing has done nothing but harm to our happy little tribe.
2: So it should have came up from underneath the ground from Satan.
3: (laughs) Working to, working to do all of this harm within our tribe. You blow on it and it makes crazy sounds. Must be evil. Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's. Yeah, there's. The gods must be crazy. I think they even made a sequel. Gods must be crazy too. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> have you seen that one, Matt? Uh, I've seen the
2: first one. Yeah. yeah. I'll have to look for it. It actually does sound familiar for some reason, but
3: yeah. You may have seen it when you were when you were a wee lad. <laughs> hey, yes. while you're in there. <laughs> Oh, man, While you're dropping. in there rummaging for beers, I'll take uh I'll take one of those. Actually, if you want to hand me the laganitas, there. On and in I, the
2: door. I actually bought some of those last week at the uh you state random. Yeah. I'm good right now. Thank you, sir. So what else we got? I'm all dried up on stories. Where did I put my phones? <laughs> As I check my pockets, it's on the floor. <laughs>
1: We got one more news item. Uh still straw atheism. I mean I could wrap oh, okay. it up. Sure. Uh what usually unites straw straw arguments against atheism is that they're constructed when a specific religion thinks it's about it's all about them. Thus ignoring the main point of atheism, that it's not the rejection of all re- that it's that it is the rejection of all religious belief equally. Mm-hmm. Further common ones include the assertion that atheists believe in nothing. Well, yeah, I mean, that goes back to the argument, you know, well, you never talk about Muslims. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Or that. Um, further common ones include the assertion that atheists believe in nothing, which seems to confuse it with the distinct concept of nihilism, even then belief in nothing is a slight straw man of nihilism, or that they lack a moral code or any concept of morality. The later, the, I'm sorry, the latter, Either stems from or forms the base of the argument from from uh, morality, but is easily refuted simply by looking at the behavior of atheists, which is most conveniently done by examining the crime statistics of secular countries, or or the crime, the statistics, crime statistics, statistics of, of the of United religious States, countries yeah. and the prison populations. Yeah, although those can be slightly skewed.
3: Well, they can be skewed because of lack of education lack of resources lack well of
1: but but also because there are there are certain benefits to to, to confessing a belief uh, uh, and certain relief of, of but only within a country that has a,
3: set, a, a quasi de facto theocracy, theocracy in place right? right i mean you only you only get benefit of religious belief where religious belief is
1: encouraged Right. Well, that happens in the U.S. Well, that's what I'm yeah. saying.
3: And so when when dumb fucks like Huckabee, you're welcome. When dumb fucks right. like Huckabee say that we're living in a secular theocracy, whatever the fuck that means. Yeah.
1: Well, it's he's so yeah.
3: easily shown to be completely fucking wrong.
1: Yeah. Is that a straw man? Secular theocracy. I think, yeah, I think it is. It's an it's an exaggeration or misrepresentation of secularism. Well, but it's not an argument, but. Yeah, I, I think it still is though. I I guess I tend to I think use it's, a, it's hyper it's hyperbolic for sure. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I guess I tend to use the term straw man fallacy when when debating somebody specifically. So if 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 mm-hmm. you know, he had been rebutting somebody else's argument and had and had
1: said that I would say,
3: yeah, definitely that's a straw man fallacy. It doesn't
1: have to be a rebuttal though. Yeah. You could you could pose a straw man like um the you know the well, Mike Huckabee, who's not here to debate me, I could just say you're a Bible believing Christian that means you want slaves <laughs> that's a yeah. straw man for sure, yeah, but that might be true, it might be, but but it's still a straw man it's because straw man, you can't because you can't make the you can't it's a you leap, can't yeah. draw a
3: line from being Christian to wanting to own slaves, yeah, although
1: at least these <laughs> days, yeah, yeah, but yeah. I don't know. I, I think a, a secular theocracy could be considered a. Uh, uh, there might be other fallacies that that suit it better, but yeah, it doesn't. I make think it's sense. a straw man for sure. Yeah, it's easier to combat.
2: I think he's just using the popular words for like a defense. Because people right now hear the word secular and like ah oh, in an exaggerated way we, we can't have that we can't have secularism that's 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 just like one step away from communism
1: mm-hmm. yeah you're you're still basically describing describing a straw man though
2: yeah I think that is
3: <clears throat> can I can I make a little embarrassing admission here right now <sighs> to say that I did not really know what secularism or secularist meant until maybe a year ago really. Yeah, I hadn't really ever given it any thought. Hmm. And it was actually uh, the release of the movie... Fuck me, I can't think of the name of it. No, (laughs) No,
2: it was the one with the alien and... Alien vs. Predator?
3: Mm -mm. No, it was a comedy. Um...
2: Uh,
1: Paul? Yes. (laughs) It was with Paul. Holy (laughs) shit, I never would have remembered that movie. It
3: was was the release of Paul where Kristen Wiig... Is yeah. talking to one of the guys and she's like, "Oh, show me your secular ways." Yeah, and then I was like, "What the fuck does that even mean? What really?
4: is a
1: secular way?" And so then mm-hmm. I learned what secular means. Interesting. And prior to that, I didn't really know. When you were waving your hands around, I thought maybe you were talking about w- seeing War of the Worlds with Tom Cruise. <laughs> I mean, <not> <laughs> was I acting like a maniac, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> jumping on a couch? <laughs> not that you, not that you saw him with it, with him. He's he's in it. I- yeah. You didn't see it with Tom Cruise. But.
2: And I think that movie's actually like... <laughs> I liked that movie. I thought it was funny because the guys that made it are atheists and they were making fun of religion in it quite a bit. <laughs> Scientology. Have you, oh, that was... all oh, that th- documentary.
3: I really, really, really want to see this. Well, I do so, too.
2: I can't wait for it to come out now.
3: The, so the article I posted that was talking about this this movie that's being released in Sunday. It's called uh, Clear? Or... It's something to do with that because it, it ties into the scientologist yeah. notion of, of getting clear of Thetans. Yeah. <laughs> um anyway, the, I, I had read several articles years and years ago talking about the the head of the current head of the Scientologist Church. Um and in the article that I posted online on Facebook, you know, it addressed a lot of the different things that I had heard about him, that he's very abusive to some of the members, that he beats people, that you know, I mean he's this really terrible guy. The one thing that that article that I posted didn't mention that I had heard is that he may also be tied to implicated slash responsible for the disappearance of L. Ron Hubbard. Oh. Oh yeah. In order to take over the head in order to take over as being head of the church. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to see that when it's released. I, the, the article said that, um, HBO had to hire a cadre of, Attorneys, in order to be able to fend off all of the legal attacks, yeah. which is the which is the Church of Scientology's main main way of handling any criticism of it, um, and then it will eventually just be released on HBO as yeah. a movie. So, yeah, well, I really look forward to watching
2: that. I don't have HBO, so I hope it comes out on Netflix sometime, probably or Amazon. It'll probably be on Amazon Prime where I can buy it. Yeah, for a, a pretty good price. Yeah,
3: and if not, I I have my. HBO Go password that I can give you.
2: (laughs) Uh, They're actually looking at making HBO Go available to non-HBO subscribers. Which I think
3: is fucking fabulous. I think everybody
2: should do that. HBO, Showtime, all those. I don't understand
3: how it's taken so long for different media companies to not realize that that is a huge, huge area where they can make a shit ton of profit. Yeah, yeah. I think... Honestly, all forms of media entertainment should be available on demand at the drop of a hat by subscription if you choose to do so. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't have to, you know, I have DirecTV here and I have the the premium plus package or wherever or whatever where I get, you know, all of the local channels, all of the extended basic, I get all of the local channels, all of the basic cable channels, extended basic channels and the premium channels and then some extended premium channels. And it costs me a fuck ton every month. I would love to be able to just subscribe to those services and, and companies and and media outlets that I want to see shit from. If I could just subscribe to HBO showtime, Netflix, you know, the, the things that I actually want to pay money for. Fuck yeah. I would drop cable in a heartbeat. Yeah. Sunday ticket. I did, but that shit, you know, it got to be be over $600
1: a year for that shit. You are a crazy Raiders fan. If you have Sunday ticket. Yeah. No,
3: I because the. the i, I pay to watch had, them lose? I have had the Sunday ticket in the past, but because the Raiders have eaten yeah. shit so so, because they've eaten so much shit for so long, <laughs> I haven't had this the Sunday ticket for the past couple of years.
1: Winning's all about PSI. <laughs> so says the New England Patriots. <laughs> all about the PSIs. <laughs>
3: I'm excited for the game on Sunday.
1: Passes, sacks, I and I will not be watching it. Nice.
2: You will not be watching it? Nope.
1: Will you be working? I, I wouldn't either. If I if, will
2: be in a yurt up in the Uinta Mountains skiing. A yurt? A yurt. What is a yurt? A yurt is like a tent, but it's not a tent.
4: <laughs> oh. It's, it's a tent, uh, but not a tent. It's, it's one of your
2: Mowgli oh, things. It's, it's, it's got walls. Of it's made of mostly canvas. Does it have walls or a wall that is walls, circular? Circular. It's a circled shape building. So it's like a teepee? Uh, no, because it doesn't go up to a point. It's it's domed. Yeah. They have wood-burning stoves in them, bunk beds, benches. Is this a Mongolian thing? Uh, Mongolians were the ones that use them quite a bit, but they yeah. haven't built up that they're permanent up there. From what, you rent them.
3: From what type of material is a yurt traditionally constructed?
2: Uh Traditionally, like old olden times, yeah, skin, yeah, skins, yeah. Uh, it was because it used to be really mobile, so you'd set it up real quick and take them down real quick. Uh, but these are permanent yurts that are up there, and you just go up there and you got to rent it out. And I think the first day is a real quick day on Sunday, we're just skiing in, uh, cross country skiing in about three miles, staying at the first yurt, and the second yurt is about another six Jesus miles. Christ. Past that, I'm so a fat
3: old guy. who you, I hear cross-country skiing into a yurt at three, with, three miles going,
2: nope. With about with about, nope. with about nope. 50 pounds on nope. your back. I was nope. already right no. thinking
3: about beer and nachos <laughs> for Super Bowl
2: Sunday. <laughs> yeah, with all, with all your food and beer and clothes and sleeping bag and all your I'll gear on your back. I'll be planting
3: my ass on the couch except for the intermittent breaks to get snacks or beers
1: during the football game. Okay. I know. And I'm only – God, I know. Jesus was ripped. I'm his age, but I'm probably still five inches taller. But yeah, but you aren't doing all that carpen- carpentering.
4: I'm so, I'm so <laughs> fat <laughs> and lazy <laughs> that I've
3: been invited to a few different Super Bowl parties, and instead of going anywhere else, I'm gonna sit my happy ass on my own couch <laughs> in my own house, <laughs> drinking beer that I don't have to take with me somewhere else.
2: That's why I, I'm. Uh, I'll bring like a big bottle of vodka with me, mm-hmm. Crystal Light, mm-hmm. so I can use the Crystal Light as a mixer with some water. And the vodka. You
3: can just melt snow.
2: That's what we do. Whoa. Actually, we have to melt snow unless we don't want to find water. Nice. But here's the crazy thing: is you take a big pot of snow and you melt it, and you got like oh a tiny. No, amount you start of off water. with like yeah. two feet high of snow, and you get down to the end, it's like oh, there's two inches worth isn't, of water. Yeah. like six to one. It's it's a horrible ratio. So you got to keep adding six, and adding right, and way. adding snow to it. And if you do not add water to your snow, you get the process of subli- subla sublimation, sublimation yeah. where, where it goes directly from a solid to a gas, gas and yeah. you get nothing. Yeah, people don't realize that one's like you can't just melt snow. You have to have water in order to start the or else process. It will
3: sublimate. It's the same reason that your ice cubes, when set in the freezer for a very long time, will appear to shrink.
2: Yeah, they go from a solid to a gas. Yep. Yeah. Cool. So I don't know if we have much left here, but I got something to play here right at the end for okay. us all to listen to. What's it? It's L. Ron Hubbard's grandson.
3: <gasps> oh, mm. he's so cool. I, I watched a couple of different things. With Have him you ever seen that believe
2: They call it this that powerful. This one's labeled powerful performance, but I'm fairly certain it's the one where he goes through his, his grandfather and talking about having to change his name and basically saying, fuck you, yeah. L. Ron Hubbard.
3: Yeah. I'm not even going to carry your name with me anymore. But I got that right here. Let's here hear it. it.
1: Bye, y'all.
2: Yeah, we're, I guess we're are we done.
3: We're pretty close to done. We might say goodbye at the end of this. I don't know. We'll have to see how it goes.
0: Okay. Every family has their black sheep. On my mother's side, our black sheep was a shepherd who enslaved his own flock. The king of the Khans, a man who made himself a messiah even though he never called himself a god. Even tonight, his words are written in steel and titanium capsules in a nuclear reinforced bunker miles underground so if our whole species goes extinct, his words will still survive. He was a subject we never talked about at the kids' table at family reunions, but he was my great-grandfather, L. Ron Hubbard. Lafayette Ron Hubbard. He was born a storyteller, a science fiction writer. A golden-tongued grifter who could write a book in any genre while the publisher waited downstairs in the hotel lobby. Just another name on dime store pulp mags paid only a penny a page until 1949 when he said, You want to know how you really get rich? You start a religion. A year later, he kept to his word, wrote Dianetics, transforming science fiction into fact. Until you could pay to flatline your mind for a fee. Overnight, he went from pennies to a profit. Until the world demanded to see his evidence. But Elrond knew if you don't have facts, all you need is faith. So he turned his science into a religion. And Scientology was born. A few years later, his son arrives. A baby who had survived an early abortion attempt. Born premature at two pounds, two ounces, abandoned by his father as he sought fame and fortune, now he emerged to take his part of the new family business. He was my grandfather, L. Ron Hubbard Jr. Carrying his father's name and his red hair, Jr. became his right-hand man and was a devout disciple and a believer, helping him to construct the church. And it took him years to realize he was only another accomplice. Trained in the arts of electrified hypnotism, blackmail and beatdowns, he learned to hide his crimes behind his charisma. And it took him a decade to see the holes behind the holy, the man behind the myth, his father stuffing thousands of dollars in a shoebox he kept secret underneath the bed his father burning incriminating documents before dawn his father escaping criminal charges as he ran from state to state As junior watched his family and friends brains washed banks broken sickened by what he had seen behind the curtain in 1959 junior left but his father always understood retribution better than redemption and he stalked his son with wiretaps, break-ins and death threats my grandfather coming home to photographs of his children in his mailbox playing on playgrounds alone and unguarded to remind him the eye of the pyramid never blinks while every one of my aunts and uncles were taught how to use a gun a son forced to live like his dad permanently on the run until he changed his last name from Hubbard to DeWolf. A lie to protect him from ever having to tell the truth. When your father has created a religion in your lifetime, there's no son big enough to ever escape his shadow. But there's a thin line between prophecy And psychosis and the barefaced messiah ran from countries and criminal charges. An international outlaw on a ship, escaping extradition, his sanity slipping as he started confusing his past from his fiction until one day he vanished before a courtroom or a jail cell could ever make him real again. Junior, now buried under debt, tried to flush his father out of hiding to write him a check. So we litigated the Holy Ghost to prove he still had flesh. The son took his war public to scrape the idol's gold down to rust. Junior, now a dying diabetic with an amputated foot, buried and battered from a decade of lawsuits against the man who carried his same name until the day his dad died in hiding, cremated the next morning, leaving only a legacy of ashes. The church gave the son one final offer, arrest your tongue, swallow the truth for one final check, or you and your next of kin will face a lifetime of threats. So we signed away his silence and took his secrets and two heart attacks to his grave. Another victim The church stopped pretending to save. On Thanksgiving, in a house, a self-made God paid for. His great-grandchildren never said his name. He was the one God we never gave grace to. One day, my grandfather led me to a bookshelf and showed me volumes of his father's works. He said, your mom says you want to be a writer. Well, don't believe everything you read. But believe everything you say. I never met the man who gave me my red hair. The manic depression still twisted in the strains of my DNA. And the first time I saw a psychiatrist when he asked me if mental illness runs in my family. All I could say was yes. (laughs) Yes, it does. When I told him my great-grandfather was a cult leader that enslaved the minds of millions, he accused me of having delusions of grandeur. (laughs) What can I say? It runs in my veins. I've been in secret to L. Ron Hubbard Hollywood life exhibits where his latest victim leads me on a tour of a life he never led, my family written out of existence, and this disciple will never know the legacy of lies that I still carry in my last name, The Wolf, a cover story to protect us from my great-grandfather's true children, the army of empty, who greet me in train stations with an e-meter and a personality test, and they ask me if I've ever heard of L. Ron Hubbard. And I want to ask them, which one? The son or the father, the god or the man.
2: There you go. Yeah,
3: I've seen that before. That's awesome.
1: That's my first time, and I gotta say, the storytelling runs in the family. <laughs> hey, he does a good job with <laughs> yeah, that. I really great that, was, job. that was really good. A great job. That's that's intensely sobering.
2: Yeah.
1: I heard that about a year or two ago, maybe.
2: Yeah.
1: I still, when you start talking about like
2: there's that guy that's his <laughs> like grandson or something. Or,
1: yeah, that's well, a good one. Yeah, that is cool. All
2: right.
3: Well, I guess that about wraps it up for tonight. Bye, y'all. Until next week. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you on the interwebs. If you've got a question, send us an email at godlessrevolution at gmail.com or post on our Facebook page. We'd love to interact with
2: you. And before we forget, Podcast Phil is still going on right now. That is correct. How dare I be forgetfuls. <laughs> How dare I not
3: mention it? That is correct. Uh, podcast Phil is still going on. Um, I can at this time say that the family that we were, that we have been helping is the Shaw family, uh, forest Shaw and his lovely family. For those of you who don't know, uh, forest, uh, was, and or is a regular on The Left Show, one of my favorite podcasts. And Forrest is a great guy. His family has gone through a whole lot. Forrest has been diagnosed with stage 4 prostate cancer terminal. Uh, they He's been out of work uh, for quite a while. They've had some, some other serious medical issues within the family. Currently, they're at risk of losing their home because he is sick, and we are hoping to stop that. So if you can, uh, please visit podcastphil.com and make whatever donation you can in order to help a guy who I love. He's he's a really great guy. Uh, please Please go there, donate what you can. And we have some more announcements coming up for this in the future. There's been talk of a benefit concert in the near future in order to help them. So go and check it out. We'll have more information shortly. I would imagine by next week's show we'll have we'll have more information on the benefit concert.
2: And if you're not helping out someone in need, you're not atheisting right.
1: <laughs> um, yep. Well thanks again, everybody. Yeah. We'll see you next week. Fuck you, pay for chemo. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>